0: you're listening to the audio of beacon our alien rpg actual play you can watch live monday nights on twitch and youtube
1: good evening and welcome back to beacon our alien actual play here on alt haven i almost said q times uh (laughs) uh we are so happy to be back for our season three we took last week off in observance of the global strike we are back this monday tonight um Going to go ahead and just kick things off to talk to you guys a little bit about what we've got coming up next Monday. So next Monday, the plan is for beacon to host a charity uh, fundraiser. We're going to be doing it during the episode. Um, more information about uh, this is going to be coming out throughout the week. So stay tuned and look at our socials. But uh, when you see it pop up on the Twitter corpse or blue sky, do spread the word and we'll keep you guys posted about when that's happening. Uh, we're stream punks. We're all about hope punks. So we're going to do what we can about that. Um, Let's You're see. not
2: allowed to make a Xenomorph donation goal. <laughs> well,
1: don't give me ideas, Sam. You said it. <laughs> why yes. would you do that? Why would you do that? Um, oh, God,
3: why did I do that? <laughs> um, we did have a board cube as a, as a, as a donation.
2: A
1: Xeno board right. cube. I don't have
2: to be here.
1: <laughs> a Xeno engineer board cube shows up.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Just tell us you want to end the campaign. <laughs> 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 dun dun dun
1: <laughs> um so um that's gonna be next monday um my only personal announcement is in case you guys didn't know i am out of my mind and decided to start up yet another campaign on sundays on gary con live at 1 p.m i'm running a DD game called the ward rats it's a planescape game uh it's a great game filled with great people Um, One of the things that I love about it most is we have some first-time players in the group. Uh, Well, I should say first-time player. Uh, If you're not familiar with Shannon Purser, you know her from Barb from Stranger Things. She is a brilliant performer and a natural tabletop role player. Her very first game session, she just wanted to pickpocket a demon. And so she did, and it was priceless. <laughs> um, so definitely tune in if you want to see. We also have AJ Winters, I believe, and then uh, just check it out. I, 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 will, I will spare you all the, uh, the details, but definitely check it out at one PM over on Gary Khan Live. Um, that's my only announcement. Does anybody else have any announcements tonight before we jump in? Somebody, da- aha, yes, Aliza. Hi.
4: Hey. Um. Uh, so a little sad news. Story Loom is shutting down at the end of February, yeah. Yeah, so sad. So many awesome stories and writers came out of that app, and I'm so, so grateful I got to be a part of it. I have Mm. two complete, fun, horror fantasy game stories that I can now put somewhere else, so safe and tuned for that. But, um, yeah, for the next month, if you haven't already played through, Welcome to the Blood Bar. And Anai the Hunter, and then the also little uh, crossover game that I wrote, Blood Bound at the Blood Bar. Play through those because they're they're only going to be there for another month or so. Um, and shout out to all the other amazing writers. Definitely check out their uh, games and stories too. Like that app was really something special. And that's it.
1: Right on. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. Anybody else have any announcements? Yes, Caitlin.
3: Uh, I know some folks are not so much on the corpse of the bird app as uh, Eric called it, Uh, but I put out a couple of making calls to actions easier videos this week about how to email your reps and trying to demystify calling and talking to uh, people who are representing you. Uh, So if you have been wanting to take action, do something helpful and the uh, monetary ability or you are not a person who can go to demonstrations for whatever reason, um, I put some from-home, demystifying from-home calls to actions uh, on my Twitter. And I don't think Blue Sky does video yet,
5: Probably but it does. Uh,
3: yeah. yeah, so I haven't been able to, I, I didn't look because I didn't think it did, uh, but they are uh, on my Twitter. If that is something that is interesting to you, I highly recommend checking it out. Once you kind of figure it out, it becomes a lot easier to uh, become involved. Once you've done it once, it's it gets easier. So. I put those out, check them out um, and get involved.
1: Sweet. Super awesome. You did that too, because definitely takes pressure off because you get so nervous making calls like that because <laughs> you don't even yeah. want to call to order a pizza. So getting to motivating yourself to call a rep is pretty intimidating. So thank
3: yeah. you. Is, this, like, is it like call call after hours? No one will pick up.
1: Right. Nobody you will
3: answer you. <laughs> you. Leave a message.
1: Um, <laughs> all right. Sam, I think you had an announcement. Yes. Or did Noir want to go first? Or did you like uh, both?
6: I'm just go before it, yeah. Uh, a couple things. One, we've got our last Tuesday game coming up, and we will be venturing back into the world of Star Wars. We're gonna see where, uh, where we, we've we saved a bunch of people. Uh, and now we need to find a home for them. So that's that's what uh, we'll, we'll be doing next. Second, uh, I am moving. If you would like to help me with that process, I have a coffee. Um... And also, let me know on the socials where you would prefer to have me uh, do games. There's a bunch of GMing sites. Uh, there's Start Playing and Demi played I want to know where the people are. So let me know. Uh, and I'll start setting up a couple of games. I've been obsessed with the Marvel Multiverse games, so that's probably what we'll be doing. <laughs> Other than that, thanks to Caitlin, I found out that my representative, Tammy Duckworth, is the worst. Uh, but
3: that is <laughs> that's kind of how it goes. I'm sorry. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I I loved her before and then I talked to her. And then so, you
1: realized you Utani.
6: <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. I was just like, please, just just tell me you're not a robot. <laughs> I I would never say anything that would be robot like. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's my announcement
2: passing it on to you, Sam.
1: <laughs> All right, Sam, take it away.
2: Hello, coming to you from not robot-like and androids don't feel stress. I, as always, procrastinate being scared of all of that stuff with announcements. Uh, in Coffee Early Access now and available tomorrow on Alt Haven's YouTube is the most recent episode of the gaming news show I co-host with Alt Haven's own Jake. Yes, that Jake, that one, right there, yeah show is called What We Know, and it's about... It's about, what... it's about what we... Okay, so this week What We Know is about Quinfall, which is an MMO game in development slash rabbit hole that captured my mind like a spider's web trying to find out exactly what was going on with this thing. I'd never heard about it, but I am... Um, Enchanted and Disturbed. Find out. Great band name. (laughs) 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 Well, while you're on YouTube, please also check out my own channel, youtube.com slash at delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y for may contain science where much like this game, there's danger. So we know plants give off danger signals, but like, have you ever thought about how they receive the danger signals from other plants. Like what kind of sense is it? How does it work? I didn't realize I had no idea about that until fresh science that we used in my absolute favorite way, bioluminescence. So go check that out. That's live on my YouTube now.
6: I've heard of that. Mark Wahlberg taught me about that in The Happening. We do not. We do not.
1: We do not say Shyamalan's name around here. There are Avatar fans in this chat. We do not say. (laughs) That just happening
4: back. No, mm.
6: trust me, you're better off not knowing. (laughs) Three hours, I'll never get back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And on that note.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. (sighs)
2: Season premiere. I'm excited.
1: It starts season three of Beacon. <laughs> <Okay>. So <Sorry. laughs> welcome back everyone you're watching the horror unfold as i made sure that all my players had spent their xp because they're going to need it and uh, sam went into panic mode sam make a panic roll <laughs> um all right let's go ahead and start uh when we last left off you guys had just escaped a nuclear explosion leaving orbit the destruction of this bizarre alien site being enveloped in a nuclear fire from behind you, leaving behind a partially completed objective. Unfortunately, you were not able to save who you were hoping to save. It was a long shot at best, but at the at very least you were able to stop Maitland from hurting anyone ever again. You were able to put an end to his schemes and you were able to recover you were able to recover some data um that is to be um to dealt with later because um sam if i don't if you remember um not everybody saw you do that (laughs) so um That has been done. So we're going to get to that. But you guys have returned back up to the Coral Sea and you've already um, find yourselves walking off the ramp and into the landing bay of this colonial Marines frigate battleship in space. Um, There are a few less Marines walking off the ramp and a few of them are carrying uh, others out over their arms with limps and whatnot. But you can see some injuries were sustained. It looks like everyone's fine and bandaged up. looks like their personal medic on their fire team has taken care of the worst situations, but they're all heading to the med bay. And you guys make your way down the ramp. You find Captain Levine looking snappy as ever in his uniform with his hands folded behind his back, waiting for everybody at the end of the ramp, nodding to the Marines. And he tells a few of the Marines debriefing is in three hours, go get some rest. Grub is waiting for you in the mess hall if you need it. One by one as they're all saluting and moving past him, you all step down the ramp, And a not unsympathetic look on his face as he sees the expression on each of you. And all he says is at the end of the day,
5: you got the job done. You ever have any doubts?
1: Just remind yourself of how many people you saved by doing what
5: you did down there. I'm sorry you weren't able to. Rescue the doctor. Get some sleep, get some rest, whatever you need to get. We're headed back to Beacon immediately. Uh.
1: Corporal, Tig, you get some time after you've rested up and had some food. I'd like to see you both at the CIC.
4: Yes, sir.
3: You got
1: it. Don't miss the jaw (laughs) clench at Tig's informality, but he just nods. Showing some measure of understanding that Tig does not consider herself reinstated. (laughs) And he moves away. and You guys find yourself in this echoist large chamber that is the hangar deck of this frigate.
3: When he walks away. Tig goes. I could have been so much ruder. I don't know what he expects from me. That was very pleasant. I think that was pleasant.
4: Yeah, especially considering what we just went through. I Extremely wouldn't worry about that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hey, if you want, if you wanted a, if you wanted a ranked response from me, you should have called me by a rank or something. You got corporal. I got Tig. Yeah, Casual address, casual response, man. I need a nap. Mm.
4: Yeah, I need some bug juice. And then a nap. And then more bug juice. And then maybe a workout.
3: Laundry list. Yeah, we'll get there.
2: You also Uh, need a nap,
6: Doc. uh, It's all the same. I think I just need a little bit of time to myself. Uh... Uh, but uh, you all enjoy your naps and 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 lack. I'm just gonna go somewhere. Uh, I think Doc is gonna try and get as far away from people as possible, and they just light You're- up a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> You've
1: got your own quarters.
6: <laughs> yeah, he's going status and he's just going to be chain smoking for the night. <laughs> okay,
1: so anybody's welcome
6: to come in. You have, do you have any stress left over? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Smoking,
1: smoking actually reduces one point of stress.
6: Okay, well that brings Neither me to now four points of stress instead of five.
1: Don't smoke, kids.
6: <laughs> it's, it's <bad. laughs>
1: But it does relieve one point of stress (laughs) (laughs) just like coffee does or no coffee gets you stressed but it removes Mm. the uh sleep yeah Mm
5: -hmm. um
1: okay uh one point kind of unceremoniously as doc begins to to step away you guys hear the heavy footsteps coming down the ramp behind you of corporal win the pilot he just comes Tromping down the ramp with his sack over his his belongings and his flight helmet over his shoulder as he goes, I need to take a piss and he just kind of walks past all of you um, right behind him just going over a checklist is you see the co pilot uh, caldera she just nods to both of you and says uh, to you, Martha and Tig, and then to you as well Isaac and she just looks at you and goes, you guys okay.
4: We're back in one piece.
1: My first combat drop. I threw up all over the console. All over the console. Had to clean it up. Anyway. <laughs> With those encouraging words, she immediately moves on.
3: I feel like it hits anyway, at least for to t- maybe Martha too, but like yeah, like genuinely gotcha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: For those of you who are colonial marines or used to be colonial marines, it's an old rite of passage. There's usually a bet that goes on when a colonial marine is going on their first combat drop from high orbit. Whoever throws up has to clean it up and anybody else who throws up. So the first person who blows it, it's kind of this Close running gag. Yeah, it's kind of this running gag. So the two of you get the marine speak. She's basically telling you, I was that guy. It was a bad day. She's t- this would This would absolutely function. As actually, yes, I'm going to say this absolutely will function as a banter ability, so you guys can reduce one point of stress as she says this to y'all.
4: <laughs> Not two, uh, is or is it, it two? Answer. Is it two
1: points? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, banter points. You yeah. Two. Take it. Take two points as she throws banter at you guys, and moves off the ramp. <sighs>
4: um, uh, where's the? Uh, are we close to where the bug juice is? That would be mess a mess hall. hall. Yeah. yeah. Are we on that the floor?
1: Mess hall. Uh, the mess hall's two decks up, but that's easy enough to get to.
4: I'm heading to the mess hall. Okay.
1: What are you doing, Tig and Isaac?
3: Um, probably just, like, dissociating for a second. <laughs> Just like like kind of trying to get the like, okay, I gotta put all the pieces in order that makes sense. I'm standing upright. I'm back in gravity. Like just like a like a taking a second to mm-hmm. reorient and then like a big like and she's gonna go find her quarters. Okay. <laughs> Pass out.
1: She says
2: bye to think- Isaac and heads out.
1: Do you have a plan, Isaac?
2: Um Nope. I don't really need to sleep or bug juice or whatever Doc was doing. And this isn't my ship, so there aren't a lot of things I can do. I have nothing I'm supposed to be doing right now. I'm just gonna stand in the hangar for a little while and
1: it is kind of beautifully sad and comical at the same time as everyone breaks isaac you just stand there in the hangar and kind of look around like if this was beacon station you would know exactly how to put yourself to work but as you kind of glance about you see this place as a well-oiled machine
2: like being in someone else's kitchen
1: So, yeah. Here I am. Uh, As you start pulling your boots off your feet, Tig, situating yourself onto the bunk bed, one of the great things about being on detached service, uh, when there's only a, two fire teams on board, a frigate of this size, typically there's going to be room for guests, which means there are some guest quarters. You don't have to share this quarter with anybody in a bunk. You already know the other fire teams all have to share uh, their same when they're not sharing their their pods, they have to share their same uh, rack times. So you've got your own space. It feels a little decadent to you being an ex-Marine and having this own space. But as soon as you pull one of your boots off and feel the ache in your feet, you hear, uh, you hear a chirp at the door.
3: She considers pros cons of pretending she's asleep. Let
1: just hear it one more time
3: and decides to get up and she goes and opens the door
1: you see lieutenant batista standing at the door um the first thing that strikes you about her is that she doesn't look like she has been to the infirmary yet she has a bandage over the left side of her body it looks like her arm is in a sling
3: jesus what's the point of coming here first
1: Just want to see if you're okay. I didn't get a chance to talk to you before you got off the dropship. So,
3: all right, sit down. She's gonna gonna try to wheel her in.
1: Okay, yeah. She steps. (laughs) You're not
3: going. If if you're not going to med bay, we might as well make this a twofer. Like, yeah.
1: She steps inside and just kind of looks around. She goes, "Swanky shit. Get this place Mm -hmm. to yourself." Oh yeah. She slides into a chair.
3: Yeah. Take pulls out her kit.
1: Uh so. I heard you face down your first xeno uh
3: it's been a hold on above table it's been a very long time how paxton's reach was super like we locked that down right like we're like we, mm-hmm. might, we never talked to anybody about that that was kind of the
1: yeah in paxton's reach you actually didn't encounter a xeno you encountered a yeah, no, but it was yeah yeah it's yeah true yeah. It's true, but you you encountered xenos on the station, and then you encountered a full grown drone xenomorph down on the planet side. So you've done more than you've encountered more than one Xeno at this point. Mm -hmm. Most of them were Xenos with lowercase X, but the one that you and Eliza handled was an uppercase (laughs) xenomorph.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay. But like I just like for for Tig's memory. yeah, upholding yeah. my oaths to my friends. Right, <laughs> right, 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 yeah. we weren't ever going to talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. They're ugly.
5: Yeah.
1: No, I pissed myself the first time I saw one. I thought it was some kind of dragon or something when it was coming out of the darkness. They look just like the darkness. And then it starts to move. Scary shit, man. And then I made the classic mistake that a lot of Marines don't survive. Close range. Bow. how how she pulls up her you see her she pulls up some of her like equipment shows you her the side of her body just pulls it right up to about the mid part of her Mm. chest and sure enough the skin on the right side of her body you can already see it in your mind's eye that acid just eating through the body armor of a marine she goes i got lucky i got real
5: lucky oof
1: anyway we're not the first ones to encounter Zenos out here now. They're building more and more information about them, apparently. But
3: How many of you had to go up against?
1: Oh, shit. On the understanding that I'm not supposed to be talking about this, we got into a hive one time. Didn't mean to. Floor fell in underneath us. Fell about 16 feet. Landed in something that wasn't steel, like we were expecting. You see your exhale for a second shakes her head and just says yeah it was fucked. didn't see any cocooning though thank god heard stories about that shit. didn't see any of that
3: yeah we did a lot of reading before this trip gnarly
1: she nods and goes you left the service at the right time man i used to think frontier war was as ugly as it was going to get colony war was pretty bad watching colonists kill each other i don't think i'll ever get over that but seeing xenos Shit, that's, that's a whole other magnitude of fucked. I mean, there are yeah, out here, you know?
3: Yeah, I don't think it was ever really a place for me to begin with, but here we are. And she's going to start, like, lifting up her arm to see. <laughs> uh, she's got her med kit out, and she's going to start triaging.
1: Looks like, um, go ahead and make me a uh, check.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to find out what's wrong with her, and actually see if you can because she has been critically injured actually yeah her arm is messed up
3: and then, i believe my med kit gives me plus two right
1: medical aid yes it does let's see so you are using broken okay, if you apply medical aid and your role succeeds chapter five, Okay, cool. Whoa. Any ones on your stress dice?
3: No, but I got a six on a stress dice. Uh, Red. That's two successes.
1: Okay. So as long as you have health left damage points fatigue bruises painful, critical injuries represent much more damage. Okay, so you rolled. Ah, excellent. Let me just look and see. Okay. Okay, Uh, yeah. As you go over the issue with her arm, you're pretty sure it's broken. Uh, It's going to be about. (laughs) So let me just roll here. Uh, It's. it's,
3: God, I forgot how bullheaded you guys are about
1: this. It's about yeah. This is going to. I just rolled two d six. It's going to take about eight days to heal. Um, (laughs) as you glance over this, if she wants it to get any better, she's going to have to go to the mess. She's going to have to go to uh, the infirmary and get this, you know, fixed up and regenerated. But right now. Right now, you're basically giving her the painkiller treatment and setting her right. Yeah, but you do like make sure she's
3: got this sling on a way that's not actually hurting. Right, <laughs> you you're
1: know. able to restore all of her health points. She's just going right. to have a critical injury on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You adjust her sling. It's slapdash done. You can tell that she has a very low, very low rating in first in medical aid as you're helping her readjust. She goes, "So, what are you guys going to do now? Are You just going to go back to Beacon?"
3: I mean, I guess I, uh, maybe I shouldn't be making decisions while I'm tired and covered in shit. You're right. Viscera. No, no. No, you're good. It's, I just, I had a thought that maybe I'd go home, but I don't know if that's something that I can make myself do or not. It's just been bouncing around the old noggin. So we'll see if that sticks once I've had a full night's sleep.
1: It gets quiet for a moment, and just nods, says, I don't think anyone would blame me if you wanted to go home after that. I don't tell anybody this, but after my first encounter with the Zeno, I was playing it pretty strong around my fire team, but soon it was, it was done. And, uh, I just, I just hit the showers and I just kind of fell apart, you know? i wasn't expecting that i thought i was okay and then all of a sudden I just fell apart it's just shit out here they don't they can't train you for i mean the xeno thing it's new you know and they're only just now talking about it we're only just now finding out that they've known about this shit for a long time and they're only just now starting to develop shit to deal something with it but until then grunts like us get thrown in the meat grinder every time there's a xeno problem there's no other way to do it especially if there's company equipment involved and they don't want to just nuke the thing from orbit
3: yeah well as fucked up as it might sound i don't even know if it's the xeno that's getting to me yeah some overheard some monologuing i guess that made me think of some people
1: shit got dug up huh
3: I did fully just I have to decide if I want to dig it up or not. <laughs> Isn't that worse?
1: Yeah. Well,
3: How about you? Y'all do everything. Y'all make it out after the, sorry about the explosions, by the way.
1: <laughs> she shakes her head and she's shrugs a little bit. You can tell something's bugging her. And she goes, we lost a couple. Sorry. She just nods and says, I'll wait until we're off duty to deal with that, but.
3: Yeah, I know how it goes. All
1: right, I'm going to give you your space, but I just thought I'd come in here and tell you that um, I'm pretty sure if you guys, you and your crew, have anything you want to say to that Varella chick, you should probably say it before you step back onto Beacon, because sh- she's going straight to prison, I guarantee you. She, never, yeah. she ain't never going to see the inside of that space station again.
3: <sighs> I hadn't thought that far ahead, but that's it's a good heads up. Thanks.
1: She nods and stands up. She goes, go, go to sickbay. Yeah.
3: It is broken. I don't know if I said that out loud. It's It's very broken. I had a feeling. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she walks to the door. And she goes, get some rest. You too. Steps out. Shh. <laughs> Door closes behind her.
3: Do we have like we don't have communicators, do we?
1: No, but you do have like wall. You, oh wait, you have we, access. Uh, to...
3: Last session, um, a, a, a Martha made us an encrypted oh, channel.
1: That's true. You can still use I the about that. channel. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna use that. Uh, I'm gonna ping Isaac. Hey, Isaac, uh, you around? Um, I was just giving a heads up that we basically have this trip back to Beacon with Varela. Um, I just wanted to let you know, in case you, I don't know, had anything you wanted to say to her. Has
2: to trip with it's her not- to
3: what? I-, I don't think they're going to let her come back to Beacon with us. I think she's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But uh yeah, I wanted to make sure you had the if you had anything yeah. you wanted to do about that, did you had the time to do it? Thank, thank you. Yeah. You're uh and if you sleeping. don't want to I'm about to, but I was gonna say also uh if you don't if you want a place to loiter that is less public, um I'm uh um, I, I got extra space. What makes you think I'm loitering? Oh, I would never assume. It's a, just a shot in the dark that maybe you're... I mean, if you're busy, then don't even worry about it. Then you you spend all the time doing all your busy work that you want. So you can... It's all, all good if you want to forget about it. Thank you for... But coming. if you are... But, but if you are loitering, just... If you find yourself loitering. Offer's open. You really need
2: to sleep. I'm on it. I'm on it. Thank you for telling me before you did. No worries, Isaac.
3: See you around. See you around. <laughs> Tig is going to fall face first into her head and pass out. <laughs> it
1: is amazing how quickly you fall asleep. Um, does anybody else have anything they would like to do?
6: I, oh. On the trip back. You go. you go. You reminded me of the director. and He did make the promise, so I think that oh. go after... <laughs> tearing up a, a whole carton okay
1: so um
3: i think our our comms are like it's not individual channels so i would assume that both of you are appraised of
1: oh that's true you probably you probably conversation. All heard that. Yeah. yeah yeah okay
3: so y'all know y'all know that i'm loitering she told
2: everyone
1: yeah <laughs> isaac did sound remarkably defensive for some
2: (laughs) no i said if you're loitering
3: if on the off chance you find Mm. yourself loitering
6: (laughs) not a good look (laughs) tig so yeah
3: asleep drooling (laughs) great look
6: that's gonna make his way to the director all right, the director is
1: in the brig. So when you uh-huh. step inside, the first thing you are greeted with is a young private who is currently in full dress fatigues. He stands up as you step inside. You see he does have his sidearm. Um, the, he is sitting behind what uh, looks like this part, this square desk that is built into the ground, this very like tech looking desk that functions as uh, probably a primary link up to the mother system, as well as like a work desk. There are five doors behind him that look like they sealed closed. And when he stands up, he says, doctor, what can I do for you?
6: I'm here to talk to the director. If I may just need to sh- stage a couple of unpleasant words. As it were,
1: you see him look a little skeptical at this. Uh, if you would like to attempt to convince him, it would be a manipulation <laughs> check.
6: Oh, I get to show you where I put all my stats.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to All have, right. You have the manipulation skill. <laughs> <So>, uh, strength.
6: <laughs> all right. Uh, I want to be five more dice. <laughs> okay. Um, small ones are my panic die. Uh, so that's four panic die. All right
2: organics
5: uh where's my coffin all right never that this the <laughs> <Organics>. <laughs> all
6: right that is after all that one success
1: that's all you needed <laughs> don't forget <laughs> this game is punishing it is all you ever need is one success to get the job done so he looks like he hesitates for a moment and he goes all right, 10 minutes reaches down. He puts a key into the mother system. And he says, mother, can we get access to prisoner 004? <laughs> you see one of the doors open up. He says, "Fox running, Doc.
6: Thank you kindly. It sh- shouldn't take too long.
1: You step into this corridor. It's only large enough to have a single cell at the end of it end of that cell, you see what look like pairs of bars, old school style, that have been set up. These bars, however, look kind of bright and shiny. They don't look like the dark sort of prison bars. Instead, they look like they're made out of material that's probably very difficult to cut through. You see that um, it is a sparse looking room with an alcove for a bed, um, a sink, and uh, there is a private sectioned off area for privacy for the bathroom. For the most part, though, you just see A woman who looks utterly vacant. When you walk in Varela is sitting on her bed. And the moment you see her face, you know, she knows she's got a cigarette in her hand. And she's slowly bringing it to her mouth and taking a long drag off of it when she sees you appear in front of the bars, the emptiness behind her eyes, a woman who is completely void right now. It's in, it's unmistakable when you see it in her face. After a beat, she sees you approach. She lowers the cigarette and exhales a big, beautiful white plume of smoke in your direction and says that day.
6: Before anything, I am here to talk to you as a fellow parent and a friend and I am so sorry. I did everything that I could and I was not fast enough or strong enough. I know what you're going through, I, I know the pain, the anger, and if there's, if it helps even in the slightest, if you need to latch out, I understand.
1: don't owe me an apology albright you didn't kill my son
6: i did you were reckless and foolish and uh, much stupid on top of that but you were a good goddamn parent trying to save your kid and i can't say that i wouldn't have done the same if i had the resources or abilities that you did I don't care about bacon right now. I don't care about any of the corporate nonsense or the wars. I care about the fact that one more parent lost a child because of this shit. you know when I got the report about Simon, I was so busy thinking about what happened to him that I started to forget all the things I knew about him and it just occurred to me that I, I I've been so obsessed or focused on trying to save you, boy. I, I I don't know much about him. Did he have a sport that he liked or a favorite food or something?
1: Alvin was never really into sports.
6: <laughs> Simon was and God help me, I, I wish he wasn't because too good at everything. The scouters came calling and among the scouters were the recruiters for the military. Well, you know how that story goes.
1: <laughs> He's right about me. Yeah, well, last we time know. we spoke, there was a fight. He hated, what? hated what I did. When there was a protest against corporate greed... any kind of perceived slight against the public alvin was in the front lines holding signs he protested and marched raised awareness became a doctor in spite of me i wanted them to go into the family business i was an executive out of tokyo and weyland yutani you know i never told many people this, but I was up for an executive role that would have put me as the third most powerful person in charge of the entire corporation. I had so many enemies, and I did many, many terrible things to get where I was. And I did that to secure a future that he didn't want. He wanted to be a doctor. He wanted to go out into the dark and he wanted to help people. That's what he did. I tried to get him a position somewhere prestigious push pushed so many buttons but Alvin refused didn't want a cushy job he wanted to get his boots dirty he wanted to get out into the frontier where people needed help and then he stopped talking to me and we didn't talk for years until I got the note that Blacks that Dark Star had him In that moment, nothing else mattered, nothing. I cashed in every favor, everything I had done, every throat I cut to get where I was. I cashed in everything, emptied my savings, created a dummy umbrella corporation, nonprofit to hide what I was trying to do hired a black ops team to go get him myself. Nothing worked. He vanished. There I was sitting in the director's office, a beacon with no direction. He was out here trying to help people. The thing that killed him was the thing that my corporation coveted more than anything else the proliferation of the xenomorph on the frontier <laughs> that's how we're doing of course it is of course it is and I could have done something I was playing with something just like every other person who is toyed with these things now my son is dead and I am nothing I'm nothing and I don't want a word of pity from you or anyone else you understand I don't need inspirational speeches I don't need any of your hope it's done whatever happens to this body and the mind that inhabits it is none of my business anymore I'm waiting it out now
6: She takes a long
1: drag off the cigarette as soon as she says that.
6: No colorful speeches, all right. Then I'll get it to you straight. You're fucked up. You're fucked up hard. Fucked up heavy inconsistently. The hardest thing in the world is for a parent to realize when they have been beaten by their child. For all your deceptions and corporate shenanigans, you got duped into doing the one thing your boy wanted more than anything in the world. You said he wanted to go into the dark and help people. You can call it a shell company all you like. Lives were saved. He beat you. So while you let your body rest until whatever happens to you, he was an excellent doctor and he beat one of the best executives in the game. And don't smoke, it's bad for you. It's a toxic
1: walk. <laughs> Catch one thing as you walk away. First of all, she's not showing you her face as you say this to her. Her head is lowered. Her hair falls over her face. And as you walk away, you catch a glimpse of a shaking hand. And as you leave the room, just as the doors are starting to close behind you, you hear a choked sob just as the door closes.
6: (laughs) Still appearing under there. Just keeps going.
5: Okay.
1: Um, unless anybody has anything else they'd like to do you can proceed to beacon
4: um Martha does have okay. a couple of things so first off she yeah she heads to the mess hall and she's gonna try to grab like four bug juices <laughs>
1: Well, thankfully, um, thankfully, it does appear to be. Um, this place is stocked up for multiple fire teams. There's only two on board right now, so there does seem to be extra. You do okay. know it's it's like um, it's like one of those things where it's kind of a crime to take more when you're moving through the line and grabbing food. Uh, no one's around, so it's easy to swipe a couple if you want to swipe a couple.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna put them in my pockets.
1: Okay, Shove like these take- bottles of bug juice two of them yeah. fit
4: in your pocket one of them fits into a holster <laughs> perfect um and then head back to my quarters okay i'm gonna chug one bug juice while i check my messages do i will I have yeah i don't know if i will have gotten bug any messages.
1: protein drink commonly referred to as bug juice a high protein caloric drink made from mealworms roaches beetles and other insects all raised on bug farms Made from yeah. a large variety of manufacturers. Uh, okay, cool. So the, basically, this is going to help you stay hydrated.
4: Great. And okay. A lot of protein. Great. Um, yeah. And then she sets the other three down by the bed. Okay. <laughs> um, so they're, like, within reach. Checks messages. Do I have any messages? No messages. Um, she's going to, like, get comfy on her, her like, cot or bed or whatever. Okay. With the pad, her pad in her hand, debating whether to send a message. <sighs> um, and okay, she's gonna send one message to Murani, okay, beacon, and should say, "Hey, be back soon. Let me know if you have work for me." And then she's gonna open up a second message, okay. To uh, a person that we know and love, except no one else does. I was going (laughs) to say. And say, uh, catch up in 12 hours. And then close her pad and then just put it away and go nap, bye-bye, nap, nap time. Okay, cool. Not waiting for a response. All right, cool. Cool. How how far away from Beacon are we?
1: Uh you're not entirely sure, actually. It, okay. It, uh, you know that it's at least a sleep.
4: Right. Okay, that's what it's, I was thinking. It's,
1: yeah, it's a short sleep from where you guys are right now. You guys were out on the edges of the frontier, so I think it was uh, we. Uh, I
3: have three weeks. That's what from I had Our, last, our yeah. last jump.
1: Yeah. So, oh. it, 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 pretty much a, a like a short a sleep out here on the frontier.
3: Yeah.
4: A Couple of oh, seconds like away. a sleep, sleep, like that kind of sleep. Yeah. Well, then I will redact the 12 hours and say, yeah, <laughs> catch up when I'm back on base.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
4: Okay. And then nap, nap, like short nap, not hypersleep nap right now.
1: Okay. Yeah. FTL isn't, isn't coming just yet until y'all leave the system.
4: Okay. And that's it for Martha.
5: Okay.
2: there's a synth on this ship. Um, his name is Ben. Mm -hmm. So presumably someone helps with his repairs and maintenance. Mm -hmm. I was covered in acid a little bit.
1: Yeah. Your face has been damaged.
2: (laughs) Um, I probably need to see someone about that for functional purposes, if nothing else. And, I presume someone would be on board to that effect.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. There's going to be somebody in, um, actually that would be, they actually have a tech specialist on board. Um, you could always ask Ben, of course.
2: Um, if if I find him, if I don't find him because we're just uh, uh, since passing in the night, then eventually I will just uh, ask With the same energy that, like, a a 12-year-old asks for directions from the mall cop.
1: (laughs) Mother can tell you as well. Sure.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's Uh, easy enough to find the location. Um, You asking, um, basically telling Mother that you need access to a tech for some repairs. Is there anyone
2: with qualifications on board?
1: Yes. Please report to to Private Kiefer.
2: All right. Uh, Location of Kiefer's work assignment.
1: Private Keeper can be found down below on the flight deck.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad I wandered so far. I go right back to the hangar.
1: Okay. Sure enough, you make your way back to the hangar. There's a couple of techs in here that are going over checklists. You see a couple of Marines just inspecting the dropship and others are actually moving what looks like ordnance off the dropship and putting it back into storage. Um, As the operations are moving around, you can see there's there's about six Marines down here that are currently going through um, these checklists, but it's easy to spot Kiefer. He's the only one that's standing apart from everybody else and looks like he is doing maintenance on what would appear to be a large load lifter that is currently stashed with about six others kind of up on these racks and he's going through and running diagnostics on each one
2: am i familiar with this kind of equipment in a way that i could meaningfully lend assistance it sounds like heavy machinery
1: yeah load lifters are what you guys use when you're on paxton's Hmm. reach oh you remember o'donnell was using one to it was you o'donnell was learning how to use one from you so you see these, and it immediately conjures the memory of Paxton's reach as he's going through and doing this checklist. Um,
2: need an extra set
1: of hands. Um, He is he's very young. When you spot him, he looks like he might be 19 he glances up from this data pad and goes. Uh, no, and then he glances at the patch and he goes. Oh, you were part of the the team that went down planet side. Yeah.
2: Oh, we're infamous.
1: Well, we we get to know about mission operations, especially if our equipment's being used. I just didn't recognize you. Uh, I'm Kiefer. Kiefer O'Connell. And before you start making jokes. uh, Yeah, my name rolls off the tongue.
2: (laughs) It has a certain malefluousness. Yes.
1: Uh, so you're the you're the
2: one who's rated to work on the heavy machinery. Yes, Isaac.
1: Isaac, you, you, are you? But are you the team tech? I just noticed you're not in uniform, so you're not a former marine, or you What's your? Do you mind if I ask? You're you're classified for this. I'm trying to learn more about you before I let you touch military equipment.
2: I don't have any sort of military certification or no. anything. I help out at beacon i don't know what my designation really is
1: okay fair enough uh yeah all i'm doing is running maintenance on the load lifters here just getting done some really menial work but if you want to help i won't tell anybody
2: all right i'll be secretive
1: picks up a small Siegson device that looks like it's used like it's very similar to what Martha has doesn't look quite as advanced he hands it over to you and he goes just plug that baby in and start running some diagnostics on the software we're trying to figure out uh if any of the parts need to be changed out they go through maintenance cycles every six months
2: I've been trying to get documentation on our maintenance schedule back at the station but there's a lot and it hasn't been written about for a while it looks very clean here, you're set up. Yeah,
1: we run a tight ship. So uh, tell me about yourself as he plugs into the next load lifter and starts tapping away at some of the buttons, running the diagnostic. You, uh, you go on dangerous missions often?
2: Um, more than I would have expected.
1: <laughs> For a civilian out here on the frontier, that's not entirely shocking, honestly.
2: Really? Are civilians yeah, no. in danger a lot?
1: Well, since the frontier war, the borders out here, especially when you're this close to the UPP lines, things get a little spicy. It's not always safe.
2: Well, I guess if everything were safe, then my organization wouldn't exist.
1: That's true, Uh, right? Yeah. Beacons, you you guys are like the Red Cross or something, aren't you?
2: Well, we're like Beacon. But I've heard the comparison before.
1: Ah, okay. So I'm not too out of bounds here.
2: you are letting me help
1: yeah well like i said don't tell anyone
2: top secret um i was told that you're the person rated to work on
1: synthetics he glances back at you and says yeah I was wondering if that's what you were coming over here to ask me about. That's a pretty gnarly scar you got there.
2: Well, I really didn't realize that civilian life was quite this dangerous.
1: Uh, yeah, it is, and it's especially dangerous for synthetics. And he puts his diagnosis—he puts his little diagnostic device up there, clips it into place, and gives you his full attention as he turns to face and goes, "People out here on the frontier, especially if they have a synthetic assigned to any kind of project, if any of." synthetic is out here doing work, typically, especially colonists. They don't, um, in my opinion, treat synthetic life with enough respect. Y'all are typically delegated to do some of the most dangerous work, so it's not uncommon to see. Injuries, you know, xeno acids new, though, I've seen that splash before. Points at your face and says, That's uh, (laughs) you got some bragging rights. If you want me to leave any kind of scar tissue or anything, you know, to make you look all cool and stuff, I can do that. Can, yeah, synthetic skin is actually quite easy to manipulate, pretty easy to fix up. And uh, you want anything like that? (laughs) Okay, sure. We'll sit down in front of a mirror. Let's let me just finish up these diagnostics and I'll put you back. We can, uh, (laughs) <laughs> you pick what kind of scar you want.
2: <laughs> Sounds like fun. I guess it wasn't until this mission that I really realized how fragile we can be. I always thought I was kind of tough.
1: Well, you are, right? I mean, uh, Hyperdyne system? Um, yes. Nods. It says, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are pretty tough most of the isaac models that i've encountered they've uh, they've all been doing some of the heaviest work i mean you guys are pretty much built to be able to withstand a ton of punishment but you're not meant for combat no synthetic really is unless you're actually alpha and beta over there he thumbs his way over and you see there are two synthetics and that are you didn't notice before that are in these small alcoves in full body armor, and they look like they're in a regeneration state. They're kind of plugged in and depowered. And he goes, For the most part, synthetic life is not allowed inside combat zones. However, every now and then, the UN gives us the right to use them if we need to pull a rescue op and such. There's some places Alpha and Beta can go that we can't.
2: And. Um- They're in hypersleep all the time?
1: Not all the time, but we try not to bother them if there is an emergency around. It's my job to look after them.
2: Do they fight?
1: No, they're not allowed to fight. They do have defensive countermeasures, but they're not allowed to fight in the front lines. It It does happen, though. He nods to you and says something that they just don't talk about. Ewan is not The U.N. passed a law saying synthetics cannot fight, but they can defend themselves.
2: Oh. Do they ever get hurt? Do you ever have to recover their data or anything? They've gotten
1: hurt a few times, but I just put them back together again. Just to give you some snapshot here, Isaac, they're not quite as advanced as you. They're just maybe a step above working Joes.
2: Flattery will get you everywhere. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he, sh- he laughs at that and says I need to introduce you to Ben hopefully your personality can rub off Ben needs to lighten up he's still kind of getting used to this place
2: he was very fun in book club
1: <laughs> book club nice Nice.
2: well I don't know um, like I said it just got me thinking about yeah, synths getting destroyed
1: uh, I mean, I don't had...
2: have information about that kind of stuff, do you about uh, yeah. recovering us and stuff?
1: Yeah, you know, it's sure. Yeah.
2: Are you authorized? Could I?
1: You asking read? me something?
2: Could I read about it?
1: What exactly are you asking me?
2: I don't really know my own data recovery protocols. I don't know what happens if we're out in dangerous things like that and I blow up.
5: Well,
1: uh, it really depends on how much of your central processor is salvageable. And for the most part, I've seen synths be damn near blown to the parts where there was only a head and completely recoverable. In fact, I've even seen since who've lost their entire lower body and were just reattached and built into a new body. I mean, it's happened a few times in the frontier because, you know, waste not, want not. But at the same time, if you can help a friend and put them back together again, why not, right?
2: Yeah.
1: You uh, afraid of blowing up or something?
2: Uh, I just, no, I'm not built for that.
1: You sound like a synth who's pondering their own death. That's not about right. Talking about fragility. You want to know about what happens and how you recover if you blow up. This is something that I can see that a lot of people around us don't see humans process stress completely differently Synths typically process it by way of curiosity and concern. And that's what I'm getting from you right now. Is that about right?
2: Do I need to make a deception check?
1: If you want to deceive him, yes.
2: Okay. Oh my God, no way! (laughs) One success.
5: Okay, yeah.
2: Yes. I was contemplating my own mortality.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. It happens. Sure, I can get you some, um, some, uh, some of the basement schematics that we use. You don't—nothing know, classified. It's not out of bounds or anything, so I wouldn't be breaking any rules. But uh, sure, I'll tell you what—you help me finish this. You use the rest of the time to get you what you need. Sound like a deal?
2: Deal, keeper.
1: All right, but first let's get you that scar and he pulls you see him pull out a unit shh, pulls out this like repair unit that almost looks like something that belongs in a car garage. It's up on wheels and kind of squeals over as he pulls it up to himself and you see him start pulling out repair units. It looks like this gel that you immediately recognize. It's capable of actually restoring and, and regenerating synth skin covering and he goes to work and you get to tell me what your scar looks like. Um but i
2: guess we'll come back to it and figure it out mm -hmm.
1: but what's going to happen is he's going to you're going to be fully repaired Mm -hmm. and he is also going to get you uh schematics and diagnostics though he doesn't have alpha model he only has alpha and betas schematics of how he has recovered their tech he doesn't have isaac models so he doesn't have like your particular model however it's it's like an electrician's kit, like it still uses the baseline understanding of how you would function. It's just not the same system.
2: Or a similar? similar synth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sim- uh, yeah. Similar. He, oh, he does have this. He does have, he does tell you at one point that he does have uh, Ben's diagnostic reports, but he actually can't give you those. That's, uh, that's unfortunately under wraps. Alpha and beta. That's, or, yeah.
2: That's for admirable privacy reasons. Hopefully, I'll be able to generalize a little bit yeah. from those. Thank you.
1: Okay. All right. Does anybody else have anything they would like to do? Because it sounds like we're headed back to Beacon now. All right. One sec. I need to pull up our. Co- I forgot. I need to have this every every week when we run Beacon. I have to have like 20 windows open and I always forget one eventually. And tonight it was the coffee. <laughs> I have to have the Streampunk's coffee open. Coffee. In case, in case you guys spend uh, story points, I need to know exactly who's giving you the story point. Um, but if there is no other call, any any other scenes that you guys want to do, in which case that's going to mean everybody gets in a hypersleep. And then in three weeks will have passed. So you guys will have been gone for an entire month on this trip from Beacon Station. A month and a half. Yeah, that's three, that's right. About a month out, and a half. Yeah. It'd be about a month and a half.
3: Three weeks out, three weeks back. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yep, no warp drive here.
4: Do we recover things? Like
1: yeah, physically stress and everything will recover while you are sleeping. Yes.
4: A hundred percent.
6: Oh thank God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. It's more than it's it's a month's, yeah, it's three weeks long rest basically. Love it. So you guys are gonna get a full recovery. Your stress is gonna set to zero. So y'all will be in good shape with that. Um and yeah. I have to make a quick roll, though, because every time, every time you leave hypersleep, I have to make a roll.
4: The, uh, to make sure we wake up or something?
1: To make sure you wake up without any side effects.
4: There are
2: complications sometimes.
1: Ooh. sometimes complications of sleep. Hypersleep is no joke. I mean, it happens pretty
2: so the campaign. Yeah. With oh, yeah. Taylor. Taylor had some complications. Yeah. Taylor,
1: Taylor almost oh, died
2: yeah.
1: and was rescued by Doc. You almost lost one of your favorite NPCs in the first scene of the game. So Good he's rolling, so it doesn't
2: we, happen to you.
6: We almost lost her before we do to love her.
1: <laughs> okay, so a number of days in FTL equal to the FTL rating of the ship. Oh, okay, so uh, roll a D6 and T- Okay, so A number yeah. of days so the C seven to so
4: 14. I still haven't picked up that D6 from last week or two weeks ago. Two.
3: Souvenir. This is a reminder.
4: If it's on a six, that would just be <laughs> amazing.
6: I finally found my coffin and then I dropped all the dice in it. So I've been picking it
0: up. <laughs> yes. Coffin and treasure chest.
4: Oh my gosh. Oh my god, how cute! Oh
1: so, oh, so only one roll. All right, so I'm gonna roll on d6 with a number of days. Oh, no.
4: Also. Okay, cool. I got to roll my D100 because I ran Call of yeah. a couple weeks ago.
1: Caitlin, Noir, and it's Martha, you all wake up just fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. no issues.
4: Oh, no no issues. issues. No disorientation.
1: Yeah. No vomiting. <laughs> no. Badness. I did
4: drink a lot of bug juice, so you know, so um, hydrated. It's mm-hmm. Wild.
1: Yep. <laughs> no, none of you developed neurological distortion disorder, so. Yay.
4: Ooh, glad for that.
1: Um, yeah, FTL travel, man. Human beings.
4: Organic. All right. It's
1: almost um, like
2: we weren't meant to do that. Bang! <laughs> you weren't meant to do that.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so you guys leave FTL, jumping out of hyperspace. You r- arrive. Within about twenty thousand kilometers of beacon, and as you start approaching, you can actually see out the windows of the CIC. Oh, that is one thing we should do real quick. Is uh, as we'll say this happens as you guys. He did say get some sleep first. So then, as y'all leave hypersleep and everyone's waking up, um, Fire Team Two is not woken from hypersleep. There's no point to it, so they're actually kept in the sleep. But uh, Fire Team One is brought up. But the captain, of course, is brought up. You guys, as you're approaching Beacon, Martha and Tig are summoned to CIC to speak with Captain Levine. When you get there, you see this big, expansive bridge, this large platform and a tactical table in the very center, very BSG looking, where it just kind of has this glowing uh, holographic projection of beacon station up in front as well as identification markers and codes indicating all the ships that are coming and going out of beacon Uh, beacon outside the window is barely visible it's a small little dot that's reflecting some starlight right now that's all you can see but here on the cic tactical table you can see it clearly projected as you're all approaching you just see The rather handsome ruggedly handsome captain face lit up from the glow of the holographic table in front of him look up at the two of you as you step into the room. And stand at attention and I'm guessing there's a salute since he is in uniform. Oh wait, no, you don't have to because he's not wearing his hat. So Um, but as you all approach. He nods to everyone and uh, dismisses his XO and turns his attention to both of you and says have a good sleep.
3: Yes, sir. Good as ever.
1: I wanted to talk to you both directly before I sent you back over to Beacon. Martha, I've got some updates for you, Corporal. You're going to stay at your assignment unless you have any requests otherwise. But the two of you, I have been told the brass is very happy that the mission was successful, though they do extend their condolences for the loss of the doctor was the mission objective to recover him if possible. With Maitland destroyed though, the site destroyed and a possible UPP, uh, rogue UPP element, intercepting vital technologies that could be harmful in the hands of anyone. Everyone's pretty pleased with how the outcome came down. And well, I've been told I can grant you both a favor. If you've got one you've been thinking about.
4: a favor sir
1: rather off the books mostly me offering you a favor so i know that you're going to be on detached services there's not much i can do for you and quite frankly it's not in my power right now to give you a promotion corporal and tig who doesn't even like the idea of being back in the service there's not much i can do for you at all Although I have been cutting you some serious slack because whether you believe you are back in the service or not, your body belongs to the United States, the colonial Marines, whether you like it or not. However, one of the favors I could give you was to make sure that you never get called into service again. And he raises an eyebrow with a smile on his face like he knows you're going to like that.
4: (laughs) I look at Tig trying to gauge her reaction. She
3: does not. Give the, re- I think, probably does not give the reaction you are expecting. Mm-hmm. She looks conflicted. Hmm.
4: Can we think about it? Is there an expiration date?
1: By the time I leave port, we're not sticking around to Beacon very long. We're going to do a quick resupply and then we're headed straight back. All right. So,
4: six hours. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Was there anything else?
1: Never really got a chance to ask you both if you're doing all right.
3: No. But thanks for asking.
1: There's going to be a lot of questions about your encounter with the Zeno. I'm going to do what I can to block that so you don't have to put up with it. But if you do feel like you want to say something, let me know
5: welcome is, home
4: uh, i have a question is it how much of what we saw is classified all of it
1: as far as i know none of it's been classified okay Cats out of the bag with xenomorphs out here on the frontier weyland Utani did its damnedest hyperdyne did its damnedest They all did their damnedest to hide this from us. But ever since Hope's Reach things have been changing out here on the Frontier. And then of course Frontier War. But I, I would remind you that you are not authorized in any way to mention Darkstar.
4: Right, right. Of course. And I'm uh based on what you've just told us about xenomorphs, we're probably going to run into them again, it sounds like
1: core is in the process of trying to build an intelligence network to be able to determine when to anticipate possible encounters with the xenomorph and to also head off any and I mean, any stupid son bitch that's trying to traffic in those things. They are a threat to the entire human race. And they need to be eradicated when we come across them. My hope is, is that you will never see one again. This is the third time my Marines have encountered them, but that's because we were on bug hunts. If you run into any more Dark Star operations, there's a very good likelihood you might see something of a Xeno. And is there
4: a plan for the Dark Star there okay. is,
1: he leans on the table and says, officially, the UPP is denied that Darkstar has anything to do with any official government activity. From what I understand, there's actually cause to believe that that is true. Apparently, Darkstar was operating in the shadows the same way Lynn Yutani and even our own colonial marshal was fucking us over during the, the frontier war. UPP wants Darkstar dead as much as we do. They don't want to be embarrassed by it. My guess is we're probably looking at the remains of a rogue element that used to be dark star. So we'll probably be hunting those bastards down.
3: How far does the favor go?
1: I guess that depends on what you're asking me.
3: Safe Haven colony. See Military you- base.
1: He leans back and says, I know it.
3: Do you have reached that far?
1: What am I reaching for?
3: Safety and well-being of an individual.
1: You have to be a little more specific. Am I protecting a criminal? Am I protecting somebody who's
3: four years old?
1: to somebody who served? Yeah. Tell me what you want.
3: Anything in your power to make sure she grows up safe, happy, and taken care of?
1: I can arrange that. I'll even give you the underscore to get rid of any possible anxieties that it'll have nothing to do with her joining the Corps. Thank you. He nods. Who's the kid's parent?
3: friend of mine grew up with fire teammate. Sorry, you cut out
1: fire teammate.
3: Mm. Yeah,
1: he nods and lets the question stop there. says Yeah, take I'll see to it. I'll see to it personally.
3: Thank you. Most deference she showed him since
5: they've met. Mm-hmm.
1: Lance is at you, Martha, and says, You got six hours. I'm just think it right. over. Yes, sir. Unless there's anything else? No, sir. If you want to say your goodbyes to Varela, feel free to. I'll give you access. I won't put it on the record because she is under, currently under orders not to let anybody talk to her. gonna spend the rest of her life inside a jail cell. All right. Dismissed.
4: Turn and leave. Mm-hmm.
1: Two of you find yourselves standing in the lift.
4: Tig. I um I can't believe. I haven't had a chance to tell you this. Um, Did I tell you about your friend? You...
3: Where we thought that she was one of the creatures at Paxton's? Yeah. I mean, we talked about
4: it then. And I told you that we saw, I saw her in the dark star file
3: At the, that we found in the crash ship. Yeah, okay. Was there more? We <laughs> okay. got, I got grabbed by an invisible creature about her dog tags, but that's the last.
4: Okay, just I've making sure. About it.
3: Okay. She kind of gives you a side eye and like <laughs> <laughs> Um it was back staring at the at the door in front of them. Yeah,
4: Martha is really trying to remember like everything that happened.
3: Oh yeah, Tig doesn't know about the stuff you found at the ra- on the Rasmussen and the uh, or w- the station that the Rasmussen was attached to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uncovered yeah. some juicy information there. I
4: did, yeah, right? Okay, I was searching my notes.
1: In the med bay. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I can tell you what episode that was in, but know, uh you um, found a bunch of stuff. Tig doesn't know any of the newest revelations because we were doing other stuff.
4: Was it episode five, session five last season? Um, I think
1: that sounds about right because we were supposed that
4: to have sounds six great. episodes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. accessing Wayland yutani medical files. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep.
3: Okay. Yep, that's it for sure.
4: Yep. All right. Martha leaves it at that for now.
3: <laughs>
4: okay, yeah, yeah
3: gives you, like, a like another, like, side glance, like, why are you being weird kind of a thing. <laughs> Is also still waking up from hypersleep. Just had to be a little bit vulnerable with someone she does not really want to be around. And so she's just, she will, she lets it drop, too.
4: Okay. Uh, are you going to go see Varella?
3: I don't know. I don't think she'd have any particular reason to want to see me, but... I guess if she did, I would. I don't want to waste her time. She's about to... I don't know. If what Captain said is true, spend the rest of her days behind bars, so I'm not sure I really want to rub that in her face.
4: Yeah. I'm going to go check in on her. I don't know why, I just... Yeah. A look. Thanks.
5: ETA
1: to beacon is about 20 minutes. Ooh. So as you start heading down to the. Brig where you're going to have a conversation with Varela. Um, Isaac, do we want to say you're already. Um, on your way down there or. Uh, already there. We, perhaps? Can
2: we. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. Okay. Uh, or we just bump into each other in the hallway. We yeah, love
1: a good bump. Just like, oh, are you going? Yeah. <laughs> you bump into Isaac as soon as you get to the, uh, as soon as you get to the uh, the brig. Hey. Isaac's standing there in front of the brig.
4: Go Hi. to see Varela. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is that a secret? <laughs>
2: I don't know. Is it supposed to be?
4: No, I, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are Sorry, you I going just, to see? I just yeah. Yeah, I was gonna go. Do you want to talk to her first or I, I don't
2: oh, uh do you need I, I can wait.
4: No, no. I just didn't know if you wanted privacy with her. I don't I just wanted to see her one last time, I guess.
2: Yeah. I I mean, what do we even say?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't mind going in there with you (laughs) if that's okay. Just because, yeah, I think it's going to be a little awkward.
2: Um, Elise, if you'll permit it, uh, Isaac will take your hand and give it a little strong sense squeeze. It might be for you. It might be for them. It might be for them. It it might it might be for you it it might be for me.
4: Okay, I can go with you. Okay, thanks. Do you walk into the bridge holding hands?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a good stopping point for our break.
5: <laughs>
1: you head in to have one final conversation with the woman who started Beacon. Um, let's take a ten minute break come back and we'll get into the second half of our season three premiere and we'll see you in 10 minutes
0: in a world without magic a world much like our own danger still creeps around every corner but where there's danger there's always someone willing to take up the risk (laughs) and opens her mouth
6: wide god is there anybody normal in this city
0: Oh. Uh, you know me, boys, I do love an apocalyptic event. Since 2020, $2 Creature Feature has delivered a high-quality Monster of the Week podcast in association with Alt Haven TTRPG Network. In Season 1, we traveled with Severus Vardy's Traveling Funfair. In Season 2, we solved the mystery of what lurks at the heart of Jupiter Hollow. Now, a new team must stand up to the threats that are out of this world. Two Dollar Creature Feature proudly presents Season Three: Atlas. What would happen if a whole world knew monsters existed? That they could be your neighbor, your barista, or your childhood bully? Hi, we're Pest Control, a mostly Monster of the Week actual play show that just started our second season, and we're asking exactly those questions. We are another tabletop podcasting show, but we utilize Monster of the Week very well. It feels almost like you are watching a show.
4: It gets really dark. Yeah, and in between all that, we are a little bit of some silly
0: little goofers. Sam enables some extremely impactful story moments built up from themes and creature designs. I'm William, they, them, and I'm playing Kelly Aberdeen, he, him, who is a vigilante who wants more than anything to be a monster and cannot become one. I'm
3: Sam, she, they, and I'm playing Nami, she, her, who is an angel who fucked up and
6: has to make up for it.
0: My name is Jonas, they, them, and I'm playing Rabbit Moon, he, they, she, a demon boy who changes forms and plays with gravity. Rabbit is using the custom playbook, The Shape Changer. And my name is Keeper Sam. Come follow Pest Control as we watch the story of Kelly, Nami, and Rabbit trying to keep the community of Norfolk safe from the encroaching influence of the city. Come check us out. Hi, my name is Jake. And I'm Sam. And together we are the co-hosts of What We Know, the most watched source of all topics gaming. We have the the fastest scoops, the hottest takes, and hell, the cutest co-hosts.
2: Can't deny that, but there's more to us than looks alone. Each episode, we take a dive into gaming-related stories of the week that interest us, topics that make us go... This couldn't be real or, hang on, wait, what? Or or...
0: the greatest thing that has ever happened to gaming ever. Yes, things
2: exactly like that. So check out Old Haven's YouTube and every other Tuesday, you'll find out what we know.
0: I hope you're enjoying the show. If you want to help support us produce shows just like this, head over to ko-fi.com althaven. You can also listen to our other shows like $2 Creature Feature, Pest Control, or watch our upcoming four-episode indie game run of Harmonia's Lament, where GM Paula takes the cast and builds a world in, I'm sorry, did you say street magic? Then they explore it using kids on bikes, then destroy it using Ten Candles. Lastly, the amazing cast spends the final episode playing a quiet year where you can start to rebuild. But until then, enjoy the rest of Beacon.
1: Welcome back to Beacon, everybody. We're going to jump right back in where we left off, which had Isaac and Martha going to say a few final words to Camilla Varela, the... Woman, the entrepreneur who started beacon, she's currently sitting in the brig of the of the of the coral sea, which is a frigate run by the colonial Marines. Stepping into this room, you see much as what doc saw there's an private looks quite stiff as stands up, rises out of the chair, and just says, "Can I help you?"
4: Um, we'd like to talk to. Her.
1: Ah, yes, Corporal. Captain said you'd be on your way down. Oh, great. (laughs) Types in a few buttons under the mother system and you see the door. (laughs) These heavy doors slide open. Cell 004.
4: All right.
1: You guys find yourself standing in front of Varela. She is in a similar position right now where it looks like she's wiping water off of her hands with a towel as you all approach. She folds it neatly and clears, throat> clears her throat as she sets the towel down and looks a little annoyed. She exhales and leans back and says, Hello. The fence Hello? seeing you here.
4: H- Hello. We, um, just thought we'd Pay our respects.
1: Thank you.
2: Did you have a good hypersleep?
5: Yes. I
1: don't know what it is you hope to get from seeing me. But I don't have anything for either one of you.
4: Oh, I don't think either of us were expecting anything from you just really just wanted to pay our respects. I mean, I can't speak for Isaac, but what you did was, I know it got you in your current predicament, and that sucks, but you did it for a really noble reason. And I'm, I'm really sorry we couldn't bring him back.
1: You tried.
5: Thank you for that.
4: Of course. I also... I want to thank you for... I mean, I know know a lot of weird stuff happened. (laughs) You did a lot of weird stuff. (laughs) But also, when it really mattered, you were straight up with us. And I really appreciate that, you bringing us in and letting us help.
1: I tried a little too late to be who Alvin wanted me to be. Honestly,
4: I don't... Oh, go ahead.
1: Too little, too late.
4: Yeah, I mean, I kind of think that's what happened. there was not much you could have done to help him, but you tried. You did your best. Sure. Um, I don't know where you're being sent to after this exactly, but...
1: Probably the Hague.
4: I just know there's some part of you that wants to help people. And I don't want you to lose that part just cause this went to shit. So if you can just try to remember that. Okay. I'll try. Martha kind of steps back and looks away but doesn't leave.
2: Um, anything you need me to do for you at the station? I'll, I'll take care of Mr. Impressive, of course, but if there are any files, or if there's some decoration that you want put somewhere,
1: she rises and finally moves over to the bars and leans against them. She says, tell Preston not to burn the place down and tell him he was right. The whole time he was right about everything. I will know what you mean. He tried to talk me out of doing some pretty stupid things. He didn't know what I was up to he suspected and he tried talking me out of a few of them he didn't want any of you going on any of these missions he insisted we were just supposed to deliver medical supplies equipment helping people he's right that's what we should have been the whole time but i turned all of you into sort of my private little bloodhound gang
2: If I were in trouble, I would feel better knowing that there was someone who would do anything in the stars to help.
4: Me too.
1: You see her face grow gray for a second and she slowly shakes her head and says, you both might feel differently if you knew exactly what you did. People I hurt to get to my son. I have blood all over my hands. next few months. Everyone's going to find out about it. I guess if I'm going to tell you either one of you, anything, whatever you learn about me in the coming months, just remember what I tried to do. In the end. She smiles and puts her hand on yours and says, Goodbye, Isaac. Be good.
2: I will. Be well.
1: She nods very slowly to you, Martha. You see her. She's moving back over to the bed. She has a single cigarette left. She closes the case cart up. A means to save it tucks it away she lays down on the bed and turns away from the two of you tucks herself in facing the wall says no more
4: I'm gonna head to the exit
6: Two of you
1: leave her as you saw her she's turned away the two of you walk out Heavy doors close behind you. Ceiling. Small little chimey sound alerting you both that the place has been secured.
4: That was a bummer.
2: Were we expecting a not bummer?
4: Hmm. <laughs> um, n- no. But, like, I just wasn't expecting her to be so hardened so quickly. Or maybe, God, maybe that's just who she actually is, and we didn't, we weren't seeing the real Varela before. I
2: don't think the Varela who lost her son's the same one.
4: Yeah. My God. You know, she went from being someone with this pretty great legacy to (laughs) whatever this is.
2: Well, she still started Beacon, and if the whole thing keeps going, then that part of her legacy is still true. Yeah. Are you gonna stay with Beacon?
4: Oh, um. Well, yeah. I (gasps) just found out from the captain that I'm cleared to stay on the mission. I wasn't sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was just thinking about some stuff. And I have some stuff I need to still kind of touch base and clear up. But yeah, I'm going to stay. Good, good. (laughs) I guess I'm a bit of a (laughs) do-gooder. And also a glutton for punishment. Because I kind of want to kill another xenomorph. No, I know. Oh, Isaac, I know.
2: <laughs> uh, oh dear.
4: Yeah, it's not the best impulse. Do you want to? Do you want to like look through some data or something? I have a lot that I still want to look through with the, um, you know, dark star. I you
2: would want love to? to look through some data. I'll cool. just, uh, grip at my cargo short, pro, pro cargo pants pocket.
4: Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Don't to come to my right. yeah. quarters. Okay.
1: So you guys are about 10 minutes out from beacon.
4: The data calls. Data calls.
1: Okay. So when you guys get to your quarters, you've got a little bit of privacy.
4: Uh, I'm going to boot up all the data that the that I pulled from Project Dark Star. Um, put it on the pad between me and Isaac. Just kind of flick through. Yeah. God, I do remember looking through some of this, but I didn't get to look through. Oh, no. Oh, no, what? On the screen is the... Okay, now I'm looking at my notes from that episode.
2: Yeah, you're looking at the pad, you're reading it.
4: Yep, there's um, subject 9BBAC7 hybrid. There's a young woman, I think this is video. Young woman, shaved head, hospital uniform, sides of skull elongated down to shoulders, strange piping around neck, Looks like the thing, (laughs) I'm going to say, this looks like, oh god, this looks like the thing me and Tig fought on the ship back at Paxson's Reach. Oh, this is what I couldn't remember if I had told Tig or not.
1: (laughs) It's Martha all at once. To be fair, you've been through quite a bit.
4: (laughs) What does Um, Tig have to do with this? This is Gemma. This is her friend, Gemma. And the notes say that in her medical file, it says when they received her, she had been dead for seven days. They used the vaccine on her or maybe developed the vaccine using her. Sorry. need clarification on that. She killed five scientists. Her blood has turned had turned slightly acidic. It lists her as a finite resource. She was terminal from the mutation. Oh, but it says it lists her as active as of last week. Oh, God. So she's still... Oh, God. Okay. Oh. I look at Isaac. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just... Okay. So...
2: No, no. That's very understandable, Alarm. You're not supposed to come back from that.
4: No. And says she's active. So they, they're still using her for something. This poor woman. And Tig needs to know. I need to tell Tig that her friend... Oh, God. Do I need to tell Tig? Is that is that bad? What can she do? What can any of us do?
2: Um, uh, Isaac just looks back down in the direction that we came from Varela. I mean, rescuer, I guess?
4: Hell yeah.
2: I have no idea how to do that. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I have an idea of how to do that.
2: Okay, I'll get the fire team.
4: We should go to the captain first. Can we what, cut? Doc? What? Doc? What? Oh, not captain. our captain. Yeah, no, not our captain, the captain of this, this vessel and yeah. so doc and then we'll just cut yeah to the captain you met yeah yeah can we cut to us at the captain like
1: doo-doo. he's looking at he's looking at the data you uncovered
4: so about that favor
1: he he's looking down at this and going jesus h christ and he scans over it and says you recovered this from the computers at the station
4: yeah we need to help that woman We need to put her out of her misery and stop them from doing whatever it is they've been doing to her.
1: We don't know if she's still alive and if she is, and this is her, if we can confirm that this her is her, that is not Tig's friend anymore.
4: I know, but she deserves help.
1: Best thing you can do is destroy everything around her so that she gets some peace.
4: I'm going to need to talk to Tig first.
1: Okay, but I'm going to caution you against that, Martha. I can just speak to you a little bit off the record as a man to a fellow friend. I'm just going to tell you right now, bringing this information to Tig is going to be upsetting to say the least. And we don't have even confirmation that this is Tig's friend. Although I agree that the evidence makes it likely. but. What you're looking at right here is some kind of abhorrent mutation from xenomorph DNA. We've seen it used before it happened during the frontier war, people experimenting with the black goo. It's what led to the bioweapons destruction that happened in mass, wiping out an entire colony. We've seen what this stuff does to people. If TIG goes looking for her, it better be to put her down because she will rip through anybody. And I mean anybody, she comes across. Seven scientists. He holds it up. Seven. If they successfully created a hybrid between a human and a Zeno, it's going to be... Xenomorphs are technically infused with human DNA when they are born out of them. I know that much. Xenos take on some of the characteristics from the creatures that they hatch from. So the drones that you see are typically human bred Xenos popping out of people's chests and all this looks like someone tried to infuse direct Xeno DNA into a human being. Now I'm no scientist, but what you got right there is. (sighs) I don't see how she'd be still alive. I won't make any assumptions. It's up to you. If you want to tell Tig, and I will give you authorization to do it, but this is classified. Neither one of you are permitted to speak about this. The panic that this will spread across the frontier. Is there any other extraordinary classified knowledge that you maybe came across that I should know about right away? It's mission critical.
4: That's all I got, Captain.
1: Would you like to roll your deception check?
2: that, That squeak wasn't a fail enough
4: for you. Oh,
1: His (laughs) his <laughs> eyes slowly glance over at you, Isaac.
4: I look at Isaac, too.
1: Yeah, it's, it reads like... <laughs> the eyebrow goes up and says, Isaac.
2: I looked to Martha to try to rescue me. <laughs> the help is not coming.
1: Your superior officer turns and looks at you, Martha, expectingly, and then back to Isaac.
2: Maitland was sympathetic to me because I was a synthetic. He told me things. I saw things there. I don't know how classified they are.
1: Well, then you best tell me everything you saw. And i can make that determination
2: i will tell him all the things i observed in the facility
1: Uh, if you would like to make another deception check you may Um, since this is technically a separate role however i am going to raise the difficulty (laughs) so you're going to need two successes
2: I would like an ox crew point. I was going to say, we no. got some points at the top of the season. Okay. so I would like bad decision points, please. Member of my community who helps. Story <laughs>
1: points. Kerrigan 29 has just given you an automatic six. Thank you.
2: <sighs> okay. Um, that's months? all I get. And this is a two, like I got luck, I got lucky that one time. This yep. is a two die check. I may just not. I may just not make this. I really...
1: This could be bad too. Cause your captain's gonna catch you in a lie.
2: Please. No, please. No, please. No, please. please please I'm afraid to look. I'm afraid to look now.
1: So what do you So as you go through your story, Martha, it's even clear to you. Isaac is bad at lying and Isaac searching for words and breaking with Isaac's usual cadence. You can tell Isaac is omitting facts and working around what Isaac is saying to the captain. And judging by the flex in the captain's jaw, you can tell the captain also knows that Isaac is lying. You also know that it's protocol when a synthetic is trying to do something like this to send that protocol, to send that synthetic directly to maintenance and have that synthetic shut down.
4: No.
1: And you can see it growing in the captain's eyes uh, as he's keeping his poker face for a second. when you finish telling the story, Isaac, he nods slowly, reaches down and flips the switch, and he goes, <clears throat> Lieutenant Batista, please report to the CIC. A few moments later, the doors open, and Batista comes walking in, stands at attention. Sir, notice that her arm is bandaged, but... Okay. She folds her hands, her arms behind her back. says, sir, reporting for duty. Tina Batista, I would like you to escort Isaac down to the maintenance bay where a full diagnostic will be run on Isaac. And I want to have a full report when this is over, Isaac is not to leave the ship when we dock at beacon until I have every ounce of data that Isaac has available to them that understood Isaac. You want to say anything before I set this in motion?
2: I look back at Martha again.
4: Uh, I look back at Isaac. Um, sir. Oh, excuse me. I don't want to speak out of line and above rank, but um, as far as I know, Isaac isn't able to omit information from you. Then we have check.
1: nothing to worry about, Corporal.
4: Deception, Deception, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. What is my? Oh, this is. Oh, good. I get to finally try manipulation. I've been wanting to. <laughs>
2: I know. Okay. If I had been intimidating instead of just deceiving, well, that could will, I would have been so much better that I could, don't have gone, know.
1: Yeah. could have gone in a very bad that direction
2: have i have the menacing <laughs> talent so i'd be rolling with my strength instead of my empathy
1: yeah that could have that, that success on that roll would have actually worked very much against isaac
2: yeah oh yeah <laughs> it wouldn't have been the good choice no, it but it would have it been, would have been mechanically advantageous um
4: may i also use an oxcrew point please yes. okay i don't want them to no i don't want that either
1: this okay. ox point comes to you from Aether spoon you get an automatic six, and because of this being the third deception uh, check, this you're going to be rolling against him. So
4: uh, I rolled no successes. E. So he from,
1: just
5: needs from, to get
4: from zero. Ox point.
1: point. Yep, you got. Your... Oh well, one. Yeah, yeah. I rolled yeah. a one, a one, a five, a two, a six, and a six.
2: Uh, Damn. Oh no, he wins.
4: Oh no, Damn. I'm screwed. And now He's I'm to a senior officer, and he knows it. <laughs>
1: Uh stick around for me, would you, Corporal? Lieutenant? Yes, sir. The Lieutenant comes and stands next to you and says, Isaac, you wanna follow me? This way? Okay. And she starts leading you off the CIC towards the lift.
2: Androids don't feel stress.
1: Uh when they leave and the elevator doors close. The captain leans across the CIC and looks at you, Martha, and goes, What are you not telling me about that synthetic?
4: Well, before I say anything, I just want to say Captain Isaac is one of the best crewmates I have ever had. I trust Isaac with my life. And I can say that my other crewmates feel the same. So if Isaac is withholding something, as you seem to think, I don't know. But if they are, there's probably a very good reason. Fire Team
1: One watched Isaac let go of a ladder and drop a hundred feet in order to save the lives of people that were trying to outrun facehuggers. So believe me when I tell you, I am not going to treat Isaac like scrap. They are good.
4: Good. Okay. But I do not want to lose Isaac.
1: I don't want you to lose Isaac either, but if Isaac is withholding vital mission information and is deliberately trying to deceive me and the colonial Marine Corps, I am duty bound to take action against that. So I'm going to give you guys some leeway here, corporal because of the job performance. And maybe this is your favor. So what is it that I don't know about that synthetic? he just stares at you, Martha, expectingly, <laughs> eyebrows raised.
4: Um, Above table.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm pretty sure we all know, right? We all know what happened with Isaac. You all know. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, thank I, you. Uh, yeah, I think at this point, everybody knew.
4: Okay. Well, I'm so sorry, Isaac. Jesus Christ. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
2: oh, the bus. It is coming. Jesus
1: Christ. It's been in, it's been in the
4: Yeah, bus, so but for you. But it's like, if I don't, you know what I mean? Then you it's will not... also
2: experience the tires of the bus. I understand.
4: No, you will. It'll be worse if I don't tell him, right? I'm just on the road like, wait for the hot take. Like, I got you. <laughs> Bring me in. <laughs> Look. He's going to find out, like, in two minutes when you get a diagnostic. That, that must be going through the... your head right, right must now.
3: Diagnostic. Flop the diagnostic is it also an option. Oh, Jesus Christ.
4: Yes. oh no Oh, my God. I don't know. What does Martha do? Go. What does Martha do? Martha says, oh, God. Well, sir, um, Isaac is extraordinary. Isaac is able to make decisions that no other synth can make. And that has been essential to Isaac. He being puts a part both of-
1: hands on the table as you're as you're speaking. And he leans in and listens to you very carefully. So he doesn't lose the meaning of what you're saying.
4: Do I sense that he's following what I'm
1: he's following he, he looks he stares at you and he he says,
4: This is my favor. This is it. We can't lose Isaac, and we can't lose Isaac as they are right now. Don't Do you... flip that switch again. I'm begging you, Captain.
1: He glances down. You just you can only just see the shadows passing over his face, cause the the fine lines from his age, the light being cast up from the table beneath him. Um, Behind him, you can see on approach, starting to fill the window is beacon station, sitting there gleaming in the darkness. And he glances up at you very slowly and carefully eyeing you for a moment, like he's choosing his words. And he says, I'm not going to invite a philosophical debate here. There is a reason why there are laws against synthetics having behavioral inhibitors. It is for the safety of both the synthetic and everyone around the synthetic. It is against the law to remove those behavioral inhibitors. You know this, though. I do, sir. And I'm guessing Isaac knows
4: that. They do, sir.
1: This features softened for a moment. As he
5: considers and he says, without a behavioral inhibitor,
1: Isaac made the decision to risk their existence to save members of my fire team. So I am going to pretend I didn't hear any of this. And I'm not going to storm into beacon and arrest the son of a bitch that removed that inhibitor and throw them in a jail cell for the rest of their lives. I'm going to pretend none of this happened. You should go down to that tech bay. So when Isaac gets that diagnostic, you can let them know. They can talk to me directly. But corporal Isaac was lying to me just now. And right now, my best Lieutenant is in the lift with synthetic that if they wanted to could break my court, my Lieutenant in half with their bare hands. And if they want to don't have to undergo this diagnostic. I noticed Isaac was cooperating. So that also speaks well. I want to know what Isaac is hiding. We'll call ourselves even if I can find out.
4: Yes, sir. Right away. God
1: um, damn it, Corporal. What the fuck were you people thinking?
4: I, I found out after the fact. I think... Uh, I, I actually don't know. I can't speak to why that decision was made, but I'm honestly glad it was.
1: I hope for your sake, that you keep Isaac maintenanced at all time. Synthetics have different challenges. They don't undergo stress but they have to be maintenanced or they will start experiencing psychotic effects. We have not perfected the technology yet, and Isaac shouldn't have to suffer that.
4: Yeah, that, that's fair. You're so a I tech.
1: Think- I, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. I'll make, make sure. Stupidest thing I've ever done. Get your ass down there. Yes, sir. Dismissed.
4: I head right out.
1: You just see him lean back and just shake his head and rub his hand over his face like he hopes he does not regret this. But as you head into the lift, you see just as you reach it that it is clinging, it's like bing, meet reaching the tech bay down below. Uh Isaac, when you get to the tech bay, um, you see, as you all step inside, you do see your friend O'Connell, who is down there having uh, a few conversations with some of the other uh, flight deck crew. But you also see Doc is down here.
6: Um, hey, hey, hey there, I see, I... Uh,
1: Isaac. is being escorted by Lieutenant Batista, and as you say hi, uh, Lieutenant Batista, very uncharacteristically, then that sort of uh, you know hot rod. Marine. She has her shoulders back. She just raises her hand. She goes in a minute, Doctor Isaac's got a date with this technician over here.
2: I'm going to have a full diagnostic of my entire d- symptoms. Oh,
6: Batista, I don't think that'll be necessary.
1: Batista immediately shoots you a look, and hey, he says, "Are we going to have trouble here, Doc?
6: Only if you insist on it. I'd rather not, though,
1: Chief." One of the guys looks up from one of his workstation. She says, come over here with your sidearm. He looks around kind of surprised and immediately sets down his tools. She unclas- You see her reach down and unbutton her firearm. And she goes, Doc, don't do this. That can be good for you or Isaac. Don't do it.
2: Surely that's not necessary.
1: I don't think it is, Isaac. It's
6: not necessary, is it, Doc? Now, this is... this. Clearly seems like a situation in which we all should exercise a little bit of de-escalation, deep breaths. I I would like I would like to use command.
1: <laughs> okay, one second, because you are commanding somebody. Mm-hmm. To go against direct orders from a superior I, officer, I, I so. understand. It, it's
6: it's it's one of those um, bless mm-hmm. your heart type deals where it's okay, taste, yeah. For space, yeah.
1: um, in okay com- okay, modification. Okay, so, so I'm going to tell you now, it's not going to work because the in order for this to succeed, you have to use the command ability pull rank.
6: Wow. In that I, case, can yeah. I use manipulation to lie?
1: Yes, but if the effect is to get the diagnostic to stop happening, it's gonna ha- it's gonna take three successes.
6: Okay. Uh, Doc is going to say, Batista. I need you to understand. I lost my son to the Colonial Marines, and I am not willing, ready, able to lose another one. So if you insist on this, I can promise you two things. One, you'll succeed with your firearm and that's fine. But if you don't put me down, I will spend every breath in every cent that I've acquired over my vast lifetime, to make sure that you and the next three generations of your family suffer in a way that you will never understand. Give me, Isaac, now.
1: Uh, roll your manipulation check. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can't keep taking my cans. <laughs> All right. So, oh, I don't have
6: any stress. Oh, I don't have any
0: stress.
6: Uh, okay. Um, uh, that's
2: I too often say that while calculating. <laughs>
5: uh,
6: okay. Here we go. Can I push?
1: Yes. You absolutely can push
6: oh wait wait can i get a story die
1: yeah you i got two
6: right now two successes
1: yes if you spend a story point uh this one is from guru max
6: <laughs> Dave, i would like to spend that story point for the
0: success please
1: okay so the so if i understand correctly you are attempting to intimidate her yes okay um one moment here.
6: I'll take the blame. I'll talk to you, Captain.
2: Doc, <laughs> no. That's
6: why. What are they gonna do? Shoot me?
2: Doc, no. <laughs>
1: um. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna roll for her.
6: Here we go. <laughs>
1: you got three successes. Um, She has the hothead talent so she's going to get a plus two to oppose manipulation checks. (laughs) Uh, And I roll, I roll.
2: My backup Isaac is great.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, It's not that she's intimidated, Doc. It looks like she's sympathetic. Because if there's one thing you know about Bautista, is that she likes all of you. And it's not that your threat has got her attention. It's that you brought up the possibility of having to drop you, which is causing her to hesitate. You get the sense she really don't want to do that. She doesn't want to come to do that. And it seems to you in this particular moment, as you read her hesitation, as somebody who does not want to get pushed there, doesn't want it to go there.
6: I'll take the blame on this, please. I'll ta- I'll go straight to your captain. Isaac stays away from the diagnostics. It's just that simple.
1: Do you have any idea how much shit this could get me into?
6: Uh, I could promise you and your family healthcare for free for the rest of your lives. Does that help? About I'll this. make your reti- I'll make your retirement pension look fatter than you've ever imagined.
1: You see, <laughs> that her jaw clenching a little bit. The chief glances at her and goes, "Lieutenant, like you're not seriously considering this, are you?" And you see, she looks conflicted. And there's a tense standoff happening right now where it doesn't look like she understands what she wants to do.
6: Doc is going to look at the chief. Hey, chief. Simon Albright. Can you tell me how he died? Let me give you that answer. No, you can't because it's classified. You all are good at keeping secrets. I know you are. So why don't you practice it? I'll talk to your captain. I will take the blade. Y'all are not taking another one from me. About that point, the
1: elevator doors open up and Martha, you step out and see what looks like a very tense scene playing out.
4: Lieutenant, oh. I I have direct orders from the captain. Stand down on that diagnostic.
6: Well, look at that. Is it? Hey. That just
1: above table. I have to yep. ask Lisa. Yep. You're aware that wasn't the order, right? You're yeah. Checking. I just wanted to make sure I was reading the choice. You, well,
4: you, here's yeah. my my thought. I'll do the diagnostic, and and also talk to Isaac.
3: What That's was what plenty. was Levine's specific instruction for this? The I thought order. the diagnostic is off, but you have to get me the intel. Exactly. That's what that's, I also heard. So, what yeah. what did Levine actually want,
1: Eric? Levine wants to know what Isaac was lying about. Wants to know right. everything that Isaac knows, and and specifically what Isaac was hiding.
3: So that's okay, so Maybe instead of a no diagnosis, it's he wants to talk to them again.
1: Yeah, because yeah. even though she is hesitating, and that she is, she's going to report this to the captain.
6: Sure. You yeah. Can, and that's you can't intimidate he her they, into
1: tell, yeah. keeping a secret. So she's going yeah. to.
6: I would. I also like to bring go back to up. the captain if I could. <laughs>
4: so uh, in character martha says i'm guessing that's what uh is already happening here but lieutenant i can confirm i just came from the captain we have a special situation here and we need to handle it accordingly and the captain is aware of that now i hope you understand you can talk to him directly yourself but we will get what he has asked for just not through a diagnostic at this time.
6: Uh, what is it exactly that the captain is looking for, Martha?
4: Well, um, can I talk to you and Isaac in private?
6: I'm about to make my way. If, if you could just,
4: you know, let's, real quick, what do you got to say? He's gonna follow you. I, well, I'm not leaving Isaac. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I look at Batista, do you mind? Can we just clear the room? The three of us need to talk.
6: I, I really riled them she, up. I don't know if they will let you do that. Her brow
4: <laughs> furrows
1: and she goes, I noticed that I'm the lieutenant on deck and everyone's talking to me like they can give me orders. I'm just trying to pay you.
6: Now, it's a shame with the. You can't
1: to- buy me off. She snaps at you as she's like, you see the irritation oh. getting into her.
4: Oh, talk. Um, I'm sorry. Hot I head
1: comes either. out as she just starts getting really angry.
4: Um, I missed a whole thing here, apparently. Yeah, she, it was, it was she bad.
1: She you and she goes, Corporal, talk to your people, figure this out you get him under control he seems to think that he can pull his wallet out here but he's on a colonial marine ship and i'll drop his ass yes sir chief stand watch give him space you got five minutes and she heads back over to the elevator where she there's a comm unit a mother console where she's probably going to you suspect radio up to the bridge to find out what the hell is going on you guys have some space now
4: great Okay. Martha, what the hell is the captain looking for? Okay. Isaac, the captain knows that you were withholding some information upstairs in his office. He he wants, needs to know what that is. Also, he now knows that your behavioral inhibitor is non-existent. Oh, God. Um, and oh, no. It's under control. <laughs> I He owed me a pretty big favor, and the favor is you're going to be okay, but he needs to know what you were withholding. That's kind of the compromise. That is the compromise, actually. Were you you aware that you were not telling the full truth?
2: I try with me. Uh deftness to just slide the drive uh, maitland's data out of my pocket like body shielding it from the from the chief
1: you see what looks like a large chip processor um it's still covered in android blood or synthetic blood you immediately eliza you being you you immediately know what it is that they are holding
5: this oh was God. literally
1: the mission priority Was to retrieve anything that Maitland had in their processor if if he was to be destroyed.
4: Oh, my God. (laughs) Isaac. Is there a reason you don't want to hand that over?
2: I don't know. I don't know everything that's on it. I don't know what they would do with it. And I was waiting to talk to you. Okay. And then everything happened really, really fast.
4: It did. Totally. Um,
2: And now I think I'm going to get reset.
4: No, you're not. Nope. That's not happening. I promise you that's the favor. The captain owes me. It's not happening. But what if we, and I peek over at the chief and the lieutenant, if we can get a copy of this for ourselves to review, would you feel ready to hand this over to The Marine Corps.
2: I mean, I got caught. So I think you just kind of lose, right?
4: I mean, we could try to make a copy. I stealthily pull out my pad. Do I have my pad on me? Can I have my pad on me? (laughs) Uh,
1: If you spend a story point, you can have your pad on you.
4: Please, thank you, please.
1: Okay, this one comes from Kato, AKA Kato.
4: Thank you, Kato. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I'm going to try to hook that baby up. Okay, I have so many things to help with this because of everything that happened last time. Okay. Um. So I have plus one to accessing Weyland-Ujutani. Actually, I think it's... Oh, God, there's so much. Weyland-Ujutani medical files, but that's different from this. Um, let me just do a search real quick. I, I might have a plus one situation that helps with this.
2: In the meantime, uh, the chief was on orders to watch us. So is there some kind of (laughs) uninclusiveness, Ah. body block, other sort of role that we need to make associated with it?
1: Uh, Basically kind of like doing a sleight of hand check here. Yeah. If you're trying to get sneaky with this thing, in which case um, I would allow a mobility check or I would allow, if you can rationalize it, I would allow a contact check if you can rationalize how you use it.
4: Oh, to wrap in the stealth? Kind of, to... yeah, because
1: you're working with tech here, and you might be able to sort of make it look like it was something else or whatever. <laughs> like you were working
4: on Isaac yeah, or something? <laughs> but
1: you are going to be rolling against the chief, and so I do have to warn you above table that you mm-hmm. risk getting caught a third time.
4: Okay, so. I have an idea. I have an idea. Uh, I don't think any of those, uh, the only, yeah, uh, remind me, M- Maitland was, he's not, what's his tech, like, where was he made? Maitland? Um, you're yeah. You're not,
1: you don't have a personnel file on him, you're not entirely sure. Oh. He's He is oh. a Hyperdyne system synthetic, he's same Hyperdyne. as same as uh, Isaac.
2: Okay. Yeah, All right. he's um, model 120A3, um, a modified or custom order.
4: I have a plus one to the alien tech accessing that, but. Uh, uh, this
1: wouldn't count. Yeah, this is right. an
5: alien
4: okay. tech. Yeah. Okay. So then, okay. So as I pull out my pad and I think there was a connector situation or something. I don't know. We can figure that out in a second. But um, I will slightly more loudly say, well, listen, Isaac, you're going to have to do a diagnostic, but we're going to make sure that um, we don't harm you. And um, we don't mess up any of those special systems that we set up for that mission because we're going to need those again, buddy. And that's how I'm trying to make it seem normal. Okay.
2: <laughs> You're not
4: <dead>. wink, wink. <laughs> um, okay, so comtech, comtech.
1: Um, Two, three, four, five, all right, yeah, make a comtech check.
4: Six, seven, eight, and then I have this is software. Yeah. What's that? SSD tricorder? Yeah, I put it on my sheet and I always say it out loud by mistake. Okay. Um, um, okay. So trying to access this thing and copy as many files as I can. Mm-hmm. This is a lot. Should I get a story point too? <laughs> um, a lot
2: of
6: dice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can, but it's well. automatic success. Yeah. Automatic success, given them. that
2: there's an opposed role in this. Please, thank never, you. A to... thank you. never a bad idea. To thank you.
6: Okay,
1: thank you, you Shock Twenty Two.
4: Thank <gasps> you. Thank you, Shock Twenty Two. You're one, shock. This is fire. Oh my gosh. This is really good. Really good. Okay. One, two, three, four, sixes.
1: Four successes. You immediately gain access. Um, as you begin to access the memory two things occur to you with four successes you can actually stunt this. So keeping in mind that you get all those wicked cool stunts on this tech check um, you can do don't need to overcome it again do it in half the time new unexpected information hide your tracks is one of the stunts or showing off. So obviously hiding your tracks is automatically nobody sees you (laughs) doing this the chief is looking around doesn't see you slide that chip into your comm unit your computer unit start immediately getting the information what would you like to use the other three stunts uh, the other two stunts on rather
4: i'd like to use the half the time to okay excellent choice as we can in uh, you know if they give us 10 minutes to do a diagnostic then Mm. i want like to double that time of transfer okay um yeah
1: yeah, there are about five hundred zettabytes of information.
4: Whoa, this thing. I don't even know how much that is.
1: Um, as you are processing it, uh, so you used you used you hid your tracks. You're doing I'm it in half time. And you get uh, one more.
2: Okay, new or unexpected information.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, new or unexpected information. Um, the reason why there are so much data on this thing is it starts to uh. Process is you begin to realize a personality construct is currently being downloaded into your. <laughs> this is what I was afraid of. So, you, as you're exactly. looking at this and typing on it, you begin to realize that maintenance <laughs> is on this thing um you are you are with that many successes you're able to catch what's happening Holy but God. you can see because as you're searching through the files the program starts to search through your files
4: oh crap um uh, firewall firewall firewall
1: <laughs> <laughs> um you start frantically like oh you all watch Martha's facial expression shift suddenly her eyes wide and she goes oh Shit, it starts immediately like tapping on it. You can see her reacting quickly. Um, you're gonna have to make another contact check. Yeah. It's gonna be versus Maitland.
4: Oh great. Okay. How many story points do we have left?
1: You guys have we still have a few left. Enough. We enough. Supporters. Yo,
4: yeah. Maitland,
0: enough. Yep. Yeah, we have enough. Okay.
1: How, is it possible to assist? I, no, I always forget. Not on <laughs> this one. Unless you've got something verbal or like kind of like crack a joke or whatever, but Mm,
3: you have but, a c you have an ability that's called point? command, in which you give yeah. someone an asset on their next action if they're complying with your orders, Doc. It, it,
6: I I don't know that he knows enough about what's going on to you can be st- panic
2: it, uh on Martha's yeah. face. Yeah. You want to just take care of it, sort of thing.
6: Okay. So, like I, take
3: take a deep breath and and try it, like, you know. Alright,
6: then I will give the this is only if uh <laughs> if that flies with to... I don't know what's going on, Martha, but I need you to lock it down quick.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes. (laughs) Captain Doctor, sir. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay. We got a sis in here with their built-in. Don't (laughs) even worry about it. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, (laughs) eleven. Plus a story point, yes.
1: Okay. Let's see if you can avoid a Johnny Silverhand situation here.
4: Okay. I see some sixes. Okay. Two. Oh, God. Two? Well, two and then the auto. So, okay, the auto
1: just saved you. Oh, Jesus
4: Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. happened <laughs> twice That The auto
1: <laughs> is how you managed to stop the intrusion of a sentient AI from being uploaded into your comic. What are we doing? Um, and because you got four successes, you were able to get the information you needed, but uh you managed to put a stop to it. it you you see the there's a file search going through uh-huh. and the file search starts happening. First of all, you're identified and it sees your per, your personal file of like hey. your and your your number, your your uniform code, everything like uniform number, everything is like popping up in it. You kind of furrow your brow for a second and you start realizing that your personal information, not much is on your pad. Most of this is just like who it belongs to and your passwords. Mm-hmm and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um but you also see there's personnel files uh there is traces of top secret uh communications between you and a certain general there's Mm -hmm. like all of this stuff starts getting sifted through um as soon as you start realizing what's happening you immediately go to work and shut down as much of the upload as you can You hardwire yank the thing out of the socket just as you end up breaking away Managed to break away just in time, and the connection is severed, and your pad goes dark and it just reboots. So it's like a botched download, basically.
5: Uh huh.
4: I look um, up. But
1: you did get some data. You're not sure what you got.
4: Okay. I look up Isaac and Captain Doctor. I think that's about all we can get um.
6: for this diagnostic.
4: Yes, from the this nope, that's a good diagnostic. Isaac? Yes? Um Well, why don't we
6: Why not we uh give these fine folks whatever it is they want so we can go have our conversation.
4: Yes. Um I just have a quick question for Isaac about this and I'm referring to the Maitland hard drive. Um, you, You saved Maitland. Did you know that? It worked. What do you wanna do with him?
2: What are you going to tell the captain?
4: I'm going to give him something, I guess. But no, I'm asking. I, I really want to know. Like, Why did you save Maitland?
2: He was... a custom order. And... he was for Xenoarchaeology. And he was... as strong as I am. He... Killed people in that library and someone has to find out why. Who ordered that? Who does that?
4: Okay. Okay. I so, just, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I thought you would know what to do. Cause I didn't know what to do. And then everyone was yelling and then the doc was talking too much about walking in front of guns that would never happen because I would take that and then all of his efforts would be for naught.
4: Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. I um I think the three of us should go to the captain. Explain. It's okay, Isaac. And just we can just explain. We it to know why, do some research, but also explain that this is a very sensitive hard drive that should not, it needs security and it should not just be handled like any old hard drive. He needs to know that. Martha, if if I may. Yes, Captain I, Doctor. <laughs> y'all could just call my Albright. <laughs> Why? Why would we do that, Captain Doctor?
6: <laughs> I think... I don't know that your captain is the sort of man that, that can respect the decision that Isaac made and the reasons that Isaac made them. I think it would bring far more comfort if your captain believed that Isaac was under orders to
4: do these things. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
6: Now, Isaac, if you are all right with this, I would like To project the notion that it was under my very specific orders that you retained Maitland's hard drive and that it was under my orders that you commenced this deception I think that they'll feel more comfortable with the synthetic following an order that is not well thought out rather than being curious as to the origins of maintenance. But that's, this is a conspiracy that will require all of our agreement.
2: Well, I've proved I'm pretty much the worst secret agent ever. So I don't know if I can help. But I trust both of you. Whatever we need to do, I'll do it.
6: Now, I'm assuming that we're in very hushed tones right now.
4: Yeah. Okay. I am in agreement with this plan. So, okay. Let's go.
1: Okay. Uh,. You all start heading back over to the lift. Lieutenant looks up from where she is at. You see she stiffens up, takes a few steps towards everyone and blocks the elevator. And she holds up her hands and goes, whoa, 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 hold up. What's going on here?
4: Oh, Lieutenant, we, um, we want to provide the captain with the information that he was seeking from Isaac.
1: Well, I'm sorry, but the captain can't be addressed right now.
4: Oh. Okay. Am I- and I do feel I owe you
6: an apology. I was I was in a rather autism of a mood. That was it, like me.
1: You owe me a thank you. Thank you. For what? Not knocking your teeth out down the back of your throat and dropping your ass to the ground like I should have.
6: That would be a terrible way to die. <laughs> not the worst that I've seen in the last couple of days. The asphyxiation from the teeth would be. Gnarly be chances of some cutting some down the way, so I might drown him out. Yeah, that might be one of the
1: sorry. We'll down. I checked in with the captain and he agreed. He said the diagnostic didn't have to happen, but you were supposed to get information from Isaac.
4: Yes, yeah.
1: So, whatever information you got, you were to give it to me, and I'm to report back to the captain with it.
4: Oh, he doesn't want to see us personally.
1: His exact words were as soon as we've docked at Beacon, I want them all off my ship.
4: Oh, god. Um. Okay, okay. I look at Captain. I don't know what you did to piss
1: off the old man, Martha. He is Um, pissed.
4: Can you just... Lieutenant Batista, can you just tell him it's really, really sensitive information? He probably needs to hear it directly from us. Absolutely not. And sorry. No? No? Okay. I made another rather
6: foolish decision. Uh, That's the information that your captain's looking for. You see... uh, In our possession lies the sentient AI of Maitland. Face drops. Surprise. (laughs) Think your captain might want to talk to me now? Say that again. Oh, right. In our possession is the hard drive of one Maitland, the wayward sentient AI, or synthetic, rather. O'Connell? That is the second time you've called
5: O'Connell
1: steps (laughs) over and says, yes, sir. Where is it? She looks at you. A lot of you.
6: Uh, I I do believe it's in your possession, Martha. You the woman has it on your person.
4: Uh, It was, but it was fried. I got some of the data. I can send that to you. But in trying to access it myself and ap- apologies to the captain, I fried the whole dang thing. Um, Isaac wanted to preserve it just for research. Um, the captain ordered it and then we saw what it was. And um, yeah, But stand. I can I- send you what I have, what I, what I got. Yes.
1: She's quiet. She stares at you.
4: <sighs> Sorry.
1: She glances at the dock glances back at you, Martha, says, what the fuck are you doing, Martha? The old man's cut you some slack. If you keep pushing him, you're gonna end up in the brig with Varela. All of you are. It's not worth it, whatever you're doing right now. It's not worth
4: it. Batista, on my pad, I have partial Data from Maitland's drive. Does the captain want that?
1: Did you get that? You said you have in your possession?
4: Had. It's it's fried.
1: But He's it. gonna want to search everything you guys got. I tell the captain that you had it all along, but now it's busted. He is not gonna believe a word you say for the rest of your lives. He is gonna take you all and have you strip searched in a brig. He's under orders from the brass to recover anything on Maitland. The-
4: this is... Go ahead. Look at Isaac.
1: I like you guys a lot. Whatever you're doing, don't go this way. It ends bad for all of us.
4: I turn to Isaac. You sure? I turn back to Batista. I'll see if I can repair the drive enough. But yes, we do have the drive.
1: That's all I heard. Give me what you got. Call it quits here. Everybody's fine.
4: I turn away from Batista, a little bit halfway, and Mm -hmm. I, I will pull out my pad Okay. the hard drive and whatever connector thing, pretend, I'm not gonna plug it in again. I'm gonna pretend to connect them and yeah, go through the motions of doing like data recovery, like mm-hmm. like The safe oh, no. leaf to keep all of this. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: she, she doesn't pay you a lot of scrutiny. She's just waiting to see what you do. So you don't okay. have to roll or anything here. Okay. So.
4: Oh, oh okay, there it is, yeah. All right. um, All right. I was able to reinitiate the, um, I'm just going (laughs) to techno babble my way out of this. Uh, It's, it's working now, but please, the captain needs to know this is, don't plug it in just willy nilly.
1: She's like, I will make sure that he knows that. And I will not tell him what happened down here. And he glances. Oh, she just glances directly at doc and then back at you,
4: Martha. Okay. Thanks. Batista. Wow. Oh, I really feel Ooh. like um I feel like we know each other really well now,
1: huh? yeah <laughs> you owe me some fucking drinks,
4: yeah, Shit, you just put me through. really use a drink too
1: chief um, hey, look beacon I'm gonna pretend like I didn't hear any of this and go back to work if that's all right, Lieutenant. That's a good idea, Chief O'Connell says, uh yeah, I guess i'll I'll do that too, Lieutenant, unless. This is bad. She goes, no, it's fine. It's been rectified. No one's in trouble now. No one's going against the captain's word. Return to your duties. Okay. He turns and he stops and he just kind of pauses and looks at you, Isaac, and says, it's nice meeting you. Yeah, thanks. It's
2: really cool.
1: Okay, you hand her the chip. She takes it. And she just says, don't be on the old don't be on the ship when i hand the old man this chip he'll like you again once he calms down hey good work out there you know, planet side and everything
4: thanks you too i'm gonna go
2: get tig
1: a few minutes later, you all find yourselves walking the long corridor of the airlock um, on the entryway into Beacon. That long rounded corridor opens up into a sliding heavy door set that exits from this cargo area into the greater uh, space that is uh, the one of the many airlocks that Beacon has at the tech level. Now, you remember these airlocks because... Um, this is where a lot. Uh, this is where the colonial marshal's office is located down here. So you're very familiar with this space. This is actually where um, where Isaac would spend a lot of Isaac's time doing a lot of the work down here, uh, moving around cargo and stuff. As soon as the doors open, uh, waiting for you on the other side is uh, <laughs> the wonderful, friendly face of Amelia LaRoche, and <laughs> who is uh, standing right next to Mirani. Station security, Um, when you guys step off, as soon as you start approaching them, stepping back as the the air kind of rushes in towards you, stepping into the atmosphere of Beacon, you can see the place is as busy as it ever was. And a Preston Baker is approaching you all as you come walking up. Clearly had been notified that the uh, Coral Sea had arrived, comes walking up. It occurs to all of you. As you're looking around, that it looks like just about every piece of equipment here in the cargo bay is being put in storage. You see a lot of the stuff is being put into these large crates, and you see a lot of the tools have been removed from some of the workshop areas. Lots of people are down here working more than normal. And Baker steps up to all of you and goes, well, welcome back. Returning Heroes. Can't wait to hear about what happened.
2: What's going on here?
1: Beacon's finished. They're shutting us down. And that is our cliffhanger tonight, folks. That is where we have to leave.
2: Well, that went well.
3: <laughs> I just had one email this time, but this is cool. Too.
4: <laughs> A lot happened during hypersleep, by the <laughs>
1: I love that you guys have fought xenomorphs, you've fought neomorphs, you've escaped explosions and low pressure grab. There was a fucking predator at one point, but tonight might be the closest this group has ever come <laughs>
2: To a TPK,
3: mm-hmm. It's because we didn't have any stress to back us up. We, yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. yeah. A little persuasion. We, well kept.
2: rested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that the one person who who would have had to make a check. I didn't have stress dice. Mm. That's, you that guys was just are just the empathy check.
1: You guys are trying to reason with people who are under orders, and oh my god, like pushing poor, <laughs> pushing poor Bautista to her limits.
5: Oh my god. Thank you, Eric.
1: <laughs> that was great, you guys. I'm uh, a little
3: relieved I didn't have to be like. I was like, I don't. I don't know if I probably would have made it worse. I'm so like, <laughs> like oh, no, I'm no, 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 don't no. worry. We all made it worse. Yes.
6: So, yeah. Oh no. It just got worse.
2: Worse. <laughs>
6: oh god. Don't it's worry. Sure all of this will have no
2: negative repercussions whatsoever.
6: I'm- I yeah, can't believe the I most was...
3: allergic to authority wasn't the one
5: pushing buttons. Oh hey.
1: Right, and in, in truth, oh Tig God. is the one that was like, oh kind God. of falling back into the old habit of being like, "Team, we're on the same team." Yeah, he folded as... at
3: the top of the episode, and then everybody else went. Hold on, let me pick up the slack.
1: That's <laughs> true. The, the Colonial Marines are the good guys, but they they follow orders, and sometimes that runs afoul of what you guys need to get done. And tonight, it was just one of those great oh moments where you all were button heads. So it was really awesome. good. Awesome. Uh uh let's um let's break out some xp before we call it a night friends let's do that right here so we don't forget on stream so um really good game i was like i was like it's been so intense with the combat and stress and everything i bet you tonight's gonna be heavy rp night for this crew (laughs) on their way back but i i was like you know i I had all the story plotted, social combat Yeah. yeah combat all night um okay so if i remember correctly that's page 11 is that correct you uh, page yeah
6: i'm looking at the page
3: wait, page 35, 35 is what i have written <laughs> but i don't know if that's the, the digital or the yeah i don't
4: know this. the page number uh
1: it is i, I have the... no idea
3: yeah my xp log says page 35 at the top so I, but i don't know like i said i don't know what edition that is
1: okay did
4: i not spend
1: page 35 is not it's that's popping up the timeline for me oh. that is not the page
4: hmm. oh oh okay okay
1: you guys have the page? It's not 35. At least not on my PDF.
4: Um do you oh, want me that's to because just, it's the Colonial? Oh. I'm
1: sorry, I opened the wrong book. Oh, I opened the okay. Colonial Marines Handbook. <laughs> that always happens. Always happens. Word. Okay, so here we go. Page 35. <laughs> so um, much good
5: content. I know. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so. Did you, yep, y'all were here. It's game one XP for just being here. Did you make a sacrifice or risk something? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys you definitely risk You guys risked a lot tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you risk your life for another buddy? It technically, didn't risk your life. No, so I'm not going to give that one to you. Did you challenge or stand up to? Yes. Technically, <laughs> it wasn't a rival. We haven't used the buddy rival system that's inherent in Alien yet um, because I felt like I wanted to leave that to you guys and to set that up on your own instead of kind of establishing offhand. But um, in this case, I'm going to count it as you definitely stood up to somebody who was working against what the party wanted working against the party interest. Um, nobody made a panic roll.
5: <laughs>
1: uh, did you overcome a dangerous event? No,
3: no. Um, Maitland taking over my
5: pet. You don't
1: know that, having... that was dangerous. It was certainly scary. <laughs> um, but uh Did you make a significant discovery or revelation? Yes, I would say you did. Just a couple. Yeah, you have at least half a brain of Maitland on your data pad right now. Um, Did you perform an action of extraordinary? Yes, I would say y'all performed an extraordinary action. At this point, y'all really pushed it to the limit tonight. Um, And uh, you haven't earned any money yet. But actually, payroll is coming around for beacon so that you guys will get some personal money deposited into your accounts pretty with
4: severance, I'm assuming
1: severance oh Oh, yeah right (laughs) because yeah Yeah, i guess uh i guess that could be a thing um so we'll find out if that's a thing hello loud boy
6: oh my goodness he's a talker oh yeah he (laughs) is
1: um y'all thank you so much for joining us for our season three premiere of beacon tonight it was an interesting one lots of great roleplay tonight um we will be back Next Monday, don't forget next Monday is going to be our uh, charity stream. So uh, on top of everything else that we're doing, we are going to be setting up a charity fundraiser for um, a charity of our choice. We're looking at Doctors Without Borders right now, but we'll keep you guys posted. Um, Until next time, though, my friends, this is the crew of the Beacon signing off.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and we hope you return. Just remember, If you want to listen to shows just like this, make sure to head over to ko-fi.com slash alt Until then, good night.